MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. Back at Pocono Raceway, getting ready for the start of the Pocono 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Scott Pruitt is racing to catch up with the tail end of the field. His car never left pit road on the initial rollout and actually went behind the wall for a bit. Jim Phillips, what's up there? They had no power, Alan. Uh, switched ignition boxes, still couldn't get any power, and they finally, uh, they think it was a battery connection on the car, and uh, they got it straightened out. Uh, Doug Gates came down here to help them out a little bit, and he's back on the racetrack. And the field is just swinging down the long pond straightaway, about two-thirds of a lap away from getting the green flag. Take a minute to remind you today's broadcast of the Pocono 500, brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the NASCAR to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Jeffrey Bodine is on the speedway, has caught up and uh, taken his place in the field. Bodine a little bit late getting to his car. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was also a little bit late getting to his car and getting strapped in, but all 43 drivers now on the track and ready to go. Weather conditions here today, it is heavily overcast. It is very cool. This is one of those racetracks when you come to that experience has taught me over the years. Never come here without a jacket and a sweatshirt, and they are being used today by most everybody in the grandstand, our turn announcers as well. A little nip in the air for the middle of June uh, up here in the Pocono Mountains today. Going to be a little bit cool uh, most of the day. The overcast skies are still with us, but thank goodness the racetrack is very dry, and we're set to get underway here with the Pocono 500. On the front row, again, Rusty Wallace and John Andretti back in row two. Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, then Mark Martin, Mike Skinner, Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart, and Joe Nemechek will make up the top ten, and ironically, there are ten former winners here at Pocono in the field today. Drivers right now thinking about the first corner. The track conditions completely changed since they last ran here late Saturday afternoon. Probably the setups on their cars changed a little bit too to try and compensate for that. The first time they'll get a feel for that is when they all go double wide into turn one at full speed. Pace cars off. 23 hours late. We're set to start the Pocono 500. Green flag in the air and on the break, Rusty Wallace gets a good start. He'll jump away by himself, get out single file so he won't have any traffic problem in turn number one. The rest of the field from fourth place on back going at it pretty hard as they hit the corner. Rusty leads the way into the corner for the first time with John Andretti right up on his bumper. Now they fall back in line single file behind them as well. Dale Jarrett in third immediately seeing a challenge by his teammate. Ricky Rudd jumps down to the inside to try to grab that spot. Rudd takes it down low. Jeff Gordon will go with him as they look for the draft down the back straight away. Heading into turn number two. Jarrett all alone on the outside. Rudd now will go for third. Gordon looking to make the hole. Can't do it as Jarrett shuts the door. Off turn two. Now Ricky Rudd in third. Double wide for fourth. Here's Jeff Gordon. He opens the inside lane racing alongside Dale Jarrett. Gordon now will squeeze up in front of Jarrett to grab fourth. Jarrett still sliding up the racetrack. Here comes Mike Skinner. He'll try to grab fifth. Cycles off of turn number three for the first time. Rusty Wallace leads lap one. Everybody cleanly through the first circuit around. Wallace leads Andretti second, Rudd third, Gordon fourth, and Dale Jarrett about to get shuffled out of the draft for fifth with Mike Skinner looking underneath him into one. A lot of cars stacked up underneath Dale Jarrett trying to steamroll by. First of those will be Skinner. He completes the pass. Here is Jeff Burton now bearing down on DJ trying to grab the next spot. Mark Martin to the inside. Now Tony Stewart pulls up to the outside. Stewart finally will give Dale Jarrett a little bit of drafting help in the outside lane. Let's see if it helps. For the moment, it does as G DJ powers around the outside. Now it's Stewart going wheel to wheel with Jeff Burton for position. Dale Jarrett will grab six. Now double wide for seventh. Jeff Burton to the inside of Tony Stewart. Drafting help forming in the outside lane for Stewart in the form of Mark Martin. 
still double wide for the sixth spot. Jeff Burton and Tony Stewart, Ford and Pontiac double wide off turn three. Tony Stewart is in the outside lane coming off turn number three, works back into the front straightaway at the front of the field. It is single file, the rest of the pack. Mark Martin now has thoughts of maybe trying to get between that race going on for seventh place back in turn one. Martin down to the inside lane, looking for the lane to open up. His teammate Jeff Burton trying to make that opening as he goes to work on Tony Stewart. Again, this for the seventh position. Now Martin wiggles a bit. Here's Rick Mass diving to the inside. Joe Nemechek as well will go by Martin. And they are three wide on the back straightaway as Martin Bobbles has to get out of the throttle momentarily. That allows Rick Mass to dive down underneath him. Mass now back to the outside lane. Right behind him, two abreast, it's Joe Nemechek on the inside of Bobby Labonte. While they stay double wide, so is the battle for sixth. Jeff Burton and Tony Stewart not wanting to give an inch here in the early going, although now Burton will slide up underneath Stewart to grab the spot. Further back, the double wide battle with Bobby Labonte and Joe Nemechek has been won by Labonte. Here's the challenge for second off turn number three. Ricky Rudd runs up to the inside of John Andretti. He draws even with him at the start-finish line. Rudd will have the preferred low lane as they head for turn one. Wheel to wheel for the second spot coming in at turn number one. The test of which, once again, the power for Ricky Rudd. He'll pull down to the inside, pick off the position. Andretti quickly slams the door before Jeff Gordon gets a shot to come after him. Gordon and Mike Skinner follow that double down to the turn two. It's a four-car draft down the long pond straightaway, led now by Ricky Rudd. Rudd as he has taken over the number two position, but out in front, it is all Rusty Wallace. Dale Jarrett now back in the number six position, trying to close in. Rusty Wallace slowly starting to pull away now as the stack up is from second on back. Ricky Rudd in second, John Andretti third, Jeff Gordon fourth, Mike Skinner in fifth. Those four cars all nose to tail while Dale Jarrett tries to catch them. And Dale Jarrett hangs on to sixth place. Jeff Burton still up there in seventh. Tony Stewart has dropped back to eighth right now. And for the moment, they all get single file here in the front straightaway. Kind of feeling this racetrack out, seeing one car dive onto pit road. That would be Dale Earnhardt jumping into the pits immediately. Certainly going to be an unscheduled pit stop for Earnhardt. We'll follow him as he is going to be heading down toward his pit in turn one. And he almost took his son out trying to get to pit road. When he got off the gas to make the left turn to pit road, Dale Jr. looked underneath him like Dale Sr. had just wiggled off turn three. There's actually a big donut mark all the way up the right side of the Dale Jr. car. Here's the Dale Earnhardt pit stop, Jim. Right side tires going to the Chevrolet. He and Mark Martin touched and evidently cut down a tire. He said he had a right side tire going down. That's what they're going to replace two tires and Dale Earnhardt will be on his way. He will go back onto the racetrack at lap number four so a costly one for Dale Earnhardt pitting early but he's got plenty of time He's not going to lose a lap. I don't believe he is. No, he's already back on the racetrack, and the field won't be able to catch him before he gets down to turn number one. Rusty Wallace has pulled away by almost a full two seconds. One and six-tenths is the advantage now for Rusty and between himself and the rest of the field. Joe Moore, this racetrack looks like it's sticking pretty good for everybody, at least down in turn one. Certainly so. We've only seen one real major wiggle. That was from Mark Martin here a lap or two ago. Everyone else planted the cars pretty solidly down on the inside of the racetrack in turn one, and a couple of guys starting to venture up in the outside lane as well. It's holding very good for everybody here in this end of the racetrack. Field works its way over to the tunnel turn. Rusty Wallace still with a big advantage, but behind them they are squaring off. It's a five-car single-line battle right now, paced by Ricky Rudd as they head for three. Paced by Rudd, followed by Andretti, Jeff Gordon, Mike Skinner, and now Dale Jarrett's caught those four cars. They race single file all the way down to the inside of turn three. Here comes the field off the corner, down to complete lap number six. 200 laps make up the 500-mile distance today here on this two-and-a-half-mile oval. And right now, Rusty Wallace has pulled off to a pretty good advantage. In fact, they're single file most of the way back through the entire pack. 
Ricky Rudd rides along in the second spot, again trying to reel in Rusty Wallace. John Andretti about two car lengths behind him in third. Then comes Jeff Gordon, Mike Skinner, and Dale Jarrett. A drop back, maybe five more car lengths to Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart, and Rick Mast. All those cars running single file. The problem with that second draft, they have not been able to tighten up enough to get the aerodynamic advantage and try and reel in Rusty Wallace. Again, it's Ricky Rod about five car lengths up on John Andretti as they run through the tunnel turn. And the problem with the first draft is that Ricky Rudd is slowly starting to leave it. Now building some ground is Rudd over Andretti. Give Rudd about three car lengths now as Ricky Rudd tried to track down Rusty Wallace for the race lead. Dale Earnhardt is the better part of this front straightaway, a little over half of this front straightaway ahead of Rusty Wallace after having made that unscheduled pit stop just a moment ago. At the end of seven laps, it is Rusty Wallace leading, Ricky Rudd second, John Andretti third, Jeff Gordon is fourth, and Mike Skinner is fifth. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires Sunoco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. At the Pocono Raceway, the Pocono 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series just underway. Rusty Wallace is the leader. He's about to come to the start-finish line to complete the 10th of 200 scheduled laps in today's event. Rusty's led them all so far. He's opened up an advantage over Ricky Rudd of about a second and a half with John Andretti, Mike Skinner, and Jeff Gordon rounding out the top five. Let's get some updates on pit road. First, to follow up on the Dale Earnhardt green flag stop a moment ago. Dale has fallen back to 43rd position, about 33 seconds behind the leader. That's about three quarters of a lap behind. Jim Phillips, was there a cut tire there? No, Alan, both tires were up. Uh, he had uh, got into another car. Another car got into him, and he thought he had a tire going down. He wanted to be safe than sorry, so he came in. Kenny Wallace, another car that's fallen back. I just talked to his crew chief, Jimmy Elledge. He said that the body has too much body roll in the turns. That could be a sway bar problem. Either the front sway bar, if they have the rear hooked up, it could be that too. But check. a problem for Kenny Wallace. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. Well, Rusty Wallace is on a rail out there. In fact, he said, going through turn one, it's like it's a slot car. It's just running wherever I want it to run. Everything is all right for Rusty Wallace. Started on the pole, running up front as well. His teammate, Jeremy Mayfield, we said on the open of the show that he would be very good. Started 22nd, currently running in 10th position and closing on ninth place, Terry Labonte. By far, Jeremy is running the fastest laps on the racetrack. He is very happy with the car. Dale Jarrett started fourth. He is running sixth. 
because the car just won't run off the corners. When he hits the gas, it doesn't want to go. He is a little tighter than he would like. Over to Gary Montgomery. I'm with Mike McSwain, the crew chief for Ricky Rudd. Ricky has started back in threes, up to two. What's he saying about the car, Mike? Uh, right now, he's not saying anything, and that's always a good sign. Always a good sign when drivers not talking back. Uh, the earlier report uh, that we had on the radio was that the incident between uh, Earnhardt may, that cut tire may have been caused with a contact with Mark Martin. I checked with that crew. They and Mark said nothing about any contact, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Scott Pruitt is on pit road. Remember, he had electrical problems with the car just before they went out onto the racetrack. It is on pit road right now. The car is up on Jack's for the moment. Crew seems to be working inside the cockpit of the car, so he's got some serious problems. We'll get a follow-up there in just a moment. Twelve laps are complete here. Rusty Wallace continues to lead. Ricky Rudd, John Andretti, Mike Skinner, and Jeff Gordon. Sixth place on back's been a pretty decent race for the last two or three laps around. That would be between Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, and Tony Stewart. And it's heading up right now, just out of turn number one and heading for turn two. Burton going down to the inside on Dale Jarrett, trying to make the move. He'll take Tony Stewart along with him to the low line. They are side by side at the end of the long pond straightaway. Burton with the low line will take the position away. DJ tucks it back in line for the moment, but back comes Stewart to the inside. Put Jeff Burton to sixth, drop Dale Jarrett back to seventh. Tony Stewart now eighth in line, followed by Terry Levani and also Jeremy Mayfield. Those are the top ten. Further back, here's Rick Mast in eleventh. He's feeling a challenge from Joe Nemechek in 12th as they race off turn three. Coming off the corner, down toward the start-finish line. That group comes. Let's look farther ahead. Tony Stewart going to try and put the move on Dale Jarrett to grab the seventh spot as Jeff Burton has gotten by Jarrett. So DJ's problems continue. They go to turn one. Stewart down to the inside lane, entering turn one. Will beat DJ into the corner, so Stewart picks up the spot. DJ falls in line next. Now Jeremy Mayfield on the move. He finds a lane open underneath Terry Labonte. They'll race wheel to wheel to turn two. Mayfield to the bottom of the racetrack, trying to take the short way around as they drag race down that 3,055-foot back straightaway. Advantage Mayfield. He'll move to the inside, make the pass as they hit turn number two. Jeremy Mayfield continues to move to the front. Jeremy Mayfield now up to ninth, further up, looking at Jeff Gordon, trying to make some moves on Mike Skinner. That two car lengths in arrears, but Gordon's going to watch his backside. Jeff Burton's Ford is closing in. Scott Pruitt's car down and away will go back onto the racetracks. He lost at least a lap and maybe two on that pit stop, but will go back onto the speedway. Talking about Jeremy Mayfield, he is certainly the fastest car on the speedway right now. He is again getting himself in a position to take another spot away as he works his way down to turn one. He's up to the ninth position, trying to get the eighth spot away from Dale Jarrett, but DJ keeps his car tucked low in the corner as he enters turn number one. Mayfield doesn't get the opportunity. A little further ahead, though, Jeff Burton may be on the move. He's working on Jeff Gordon. Takes a peek to the inside of Gordon down the back straightaway, but can't quite find the room this time around. He will keep it in single file as now Tony Stewart begins to close in on both of them as they head for three. Racing for the fifth spot. Gordon has fifth. Jeff Burton, Tony Stewart trying to close in and take away. Here's Burton now up and under Gordon. He will take fifth. Gordon trying to close the inside lane, but his car slides up the racetrack. Here comes Tony Stewart. He's on the move. Stewart peeks down to the inside off of turn number three and will draw quickly even with Jeff Gordon and poke the nose out in front of him by the time they get to the start-finish line. So, Rusty Wallace leads. Ricky Rudd is second. John Andretti third. Mike Skinner fourth. Now it's Jeff Burton up to fifth as they head for turn one. Six now is Tony Stewart with Jeff Gordon riding seventh. DJ is eighth. Jeremy Mayfield ninth and Terry Labonte tenth. 
Joe Nemechek now running in the 11th position with Rick Mass 12th. 13th is Boggy Labonte, 14th Michael Waltrip, and completing the top 15 now, Brent Bodine leading a pack off turn one onto the long pond stretch. Leaders now working through turn number two, and it continues to be Rusty Wallace by a long gap. Ricky Rudd has broken away from John Andretti. Closest battle now for the fourth and fifth spot, led by, by uh, Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd now running in the second spot, Andretti third. Also, Mike Skinner in fourth, trying to negotiate the lap car of Scott Pruitt off turn three. Field getting really strung out at the front of the field. Rusty Wallace has an advantage now of a little more than two seconds over second place. Ricky Rudd, John Andretti still is third. Mike Skinner's fourth. Jeff Burton rides fifth. Pretty good distance between all of those cars. Sixth place is where the scramble has been for most of the early going here at Pocono. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett run sixth, seventh, and eighth. Jeremy Mayfield continues to hammer away, trying to get up into eighth position. He currently is ninth, and Terry Levani make up the top ten. A couple of guys making some nice moves up through traffic in the early going that we have not yet discussed. Brett Bodine started the race in 20th position. He just took 15th away from Mark Martin a lap ago, so five spots gained there for Brett in the opening laps. And Ward Burton started back in 32nd spot. He's up to 21st now, having just overhauled Robert Presley for that position a moment ago. So those drivers uh, making some good moves here in the early going. Bill Elliott has picked up five spots. He started in 25th position. He is up to the 20th spot. And uh, those are some drivers who are moving forward here in the opening laps of this Pocono 500. Best race right now is gonna be between Jeff Gordon, Jeremy Mayfield, as they work their way down toward turn number one. They'll be doing that battle for the next couple of laps around. We are at lap 17 with Rusty Wallace still leading. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our the NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Strength. Rusty Wallace leads the Pocono 500. A day late by rain. Oh, that's rumble in turn three. Wally Dallenbach gets nailed by Sterling Merlin. Plows into the outside wall. Heavy damage to the back end of his machine as Wally Dallenbach makes contact with the concrete in turn three. Caution on the speedway. First one of the morning here. It comes out at lap number 20. Let's go back to turn three. Coming into turn three, Barney Sterling Merlin trying to get a spot away from Wally Dallenbach. The two made contact. And around went Dallenbach, made heavy contact with the outside wall. His car spun, Sterling Marlin able to keep going. 
Although Wally has been able to refire his machine and drive to pit road. Also here at turn one, a problem for Dave Blaney as he entered the corner. He seemed to cut a tire down, almost slammed it in the wall, but wove the car down and continued on his way. So caution for the first time in the Pocono 500, 20 laps into the event. Dahlenbach has taken his car directly onto pit road, is going to lose a lap as uh, his crew replaces the right side tires, actually four tires on the machine to get him rolling again. He's got some pretty significant damage to the rear end of the car. Dave Blaney will lose a lap. He tried to stay on the racetrack and beat the leaders to the caution, but was not successful in doing so. And now he is limping around the racetrack after the problem Joe Moore described to you just a moment ago. And Wally will make the left turn, take the car into the garage. Apparently there is uh, too much sheet metal damage to go onto the speedway. They're going to try and make repairs on it and get him back into the race. And really a tough break because Wally had told me all weekend we've got a good race car here. I can have a top 10 finish and maybe even have a shot at winning and to get caught up. That's, we talked about that turn up there, how quick it will bite you and it grabs uh, Wally Dolly back real quick. There is no forgiveness in turn three if you make contact. It looked like Sterling Marlin might have hit the rumble strips on the inside of the track that pitched his car to the right a little bit and into Wally's. The contact there sending Dolan back around and into the outside wall with the left rear corner of his car. And again, as Barney said, Dahlenbach has driven the machine into the garage where the crew will go to get a look at it there and see what repairs need be made. Mm. So the yellow flag is out for the first time in the race. 20 laps in. Bad break there for Dave Blaney. Just... Uh, couldn't quite get back around to the caution with that cut tire before the leaders overtook him. Such a big racetrack, and, and any time you have a problem down toward turn number one, it's, there's not a, a lot of way to coast back around or anything else. You're just going to lose time. It's just that simple. Same thing if you run out of fuel here. If you run out of gas at this racetrack going down toward turn number one, you're just not going to get back. Yeah, uh, you're going to end up parked off the side of the road somewhere and uh, in a whole world of hurt, that's for sure. Later in today's broadcast, Barney and I will pick the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. Driver with the best break during today's race will see $500 donated on his behalf to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Raybestos Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. Going to see about everybody on pit road as the pace car peels off turn number three back into the straightaway. Here comes the entire front of the field. In fact, the whole field is going to come into the pits right now. Rusty Wallace, Ricky Rudd, John Andretti, Tony Stewart in. Also in is going to be Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, Jeremy Mayfield. Some of these cars are going to have to go all the way down toward turn number one before they get into their pit. Tony Stewart will be the first one to get into his pit directly in front. Let's cover his stop. Well, they're changing the uh, right side tires on the Home Depot car. It's going to be a four-tire change there. Mark Martin is in. It'll be a four-tire change for him. They're working on the left side now of the uh, Hamlin car for Ricky Rudd. So everybody up down here getting four tires. Stewart is away in a great big hurry. Beats every, uh, Rudd actually beat him out by just a scant uh, second here down at this end of the road. Jim Phillips. Now we got uh, Mike Skinner in. They're going to make a chassis adjustment on his car. Also in is Johnny Benson. Elliot Sadler is in. Beto Nine is in. Skinner peels out. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in. Jenny Wallace are working on the left front of his car. Matt Kinsis and Jeff Gordon in. Let's go down to Barney Snyder. 16.3 on the stop for leader Rusty Wallace. No changes. Obviously, Dale Jarrett made a host of changes. They went up two rounds on the track bar. One pound of air pressure in the right rear and one round out of wedge in the left rear. He is terribly tight. He is pushing off three. In fact, he describes it as plowing off three. Jeremy Mayfield, no changes. Impressive progress, however. Started 22nd up to 7th. Very long pit stop for Jeff Gordon will follow up there, but he has lost a ton of track position on that set of stops, and it looks like Jeremy Mayfield gets off pit road first. He will take over the lead with R Rusty Wallace second, Ricky Rudd third, Tony Stewart fourth, and John Andretti now making up the top five. We're under caution at lap 22. 
Today's broadcast of the Pocono 500 brought to you by 76 Products, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Polaris, proud manufacturer of the Sportsman 500, the best-selling automatic ATV in the world. And by the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. Well, we talked about Jeff Gordon losing a lot of track position. He came out of the pits, is all the way back in 23rd spot. Let's get an update there from Pit Road and Jim Phillips. Well, they tried to make a chassis adjustment for him. They tried to pull the spring rubbers. They put in these springs to make them more stiff, and they tried to pull one out and they couldn't get it out. So it took a long time. They still didn't get the work done. Sterling Marlin had some contact with Wally Dolan back home with his crew chief, Scott Eccles. And Scott, what kind of damage you got? Uh, we had a little damage to the right front fender. Uh, we were pushing a little bit, and we got inside Wally there, and he come down a little. We came up a little, just ran out of racetrack. Hate it happened, but uh, we'll see if we can get this course like Chevy going. All right, that's crew chief, Scott Eccleston for Sterling Marlin. Over to Marty Snyder. And uh, Jeremy Mayfield is out in front by virtue of a two-tire stop. His teammate, Rusty Wallace, had a 16.2-second stop. That's pretty impressive, but when you change two tires, it's hard to beat people out of the pit road. Over to Gary Montgomery. A couple of guys with extended stops on at this end were uh, Dave Blaney, the Amico car. When they blew the tire that was reported earlier, it pinched off a brake line on the right rear of the car, so they had to take some extra time to repair that. Also, Kenny Irwin's been on pit road a couple of times. His problem is transmission. They think they have it fixed this time. We'll wait and see. We are under caution here at Pocono Raceway. It is the first one of the afternoon. Came out again when we had trouble up in turn number three between Sterling Marlin and Wally Dollenbach. Kenny Wallace has lost a lap on pit road. He was trying to beat the pace car off the pits, didn't make it, put the car in reverse, backed up to his pit stall. They're doing some more work on the square D machine. So Kenny back in 40th position has lost a lap. Dave Blaney has lost a lap. We told you about that a moment ago with the cut tire he suffered just as the caution came out. Wally Dollenbach is in the garage. Scott Pruitt is four laps down after the problems on his machine, the electrical problems earlier, and the battery swap out that happened on the tide ride. So let's set the field as we get set to go back to green. Now they will get the restart when they come back to the start-finish line next time. Jeremy Mayfield is out in front after moving his way impressively up from 22nd position into the top 10 in the opening 10 laps. The two-tire stop gets him all the way up to the front of the pack. Rusty Wallace is second, Ricky Rudd third, Tony Stewart fourth, and John Andretti now fifth. Sixth is Mike Skinner, Jeff Burton is seventh, Dale Jarrett is eighth, Bobby Labonte ninth, and Terry Labonte is tenth. 11th is Joe Nemechek, Johnny Benson is 12th, Michael Waltrip is 13th, Ken Schrader is 14th, and Matt Kenseth runs in 15th position. The rest of the top 20 are Rick Mast, Kevin LePage, Bill Elliott, Jimmy Spencer, and Ward Burton. Field now up in turn number three, getting ready to come down to the line and take the green flag. 176 laps remaining, as we said. Uh, yesterday kind of rained us out here, but today the driver's very enthusiastic and ready to get this one settled as they've got a long trek to the west coast of California next week for to be running out there at the road course at Sears Point. Pace car behind the pit wall. Field comes down to the line, sees the green flag in the air, and Rusty Wallace comes up through the gearbox, tries to chase Jeremy Mayfield toward turn number one, and Mayfield got a good start, but Rusty stays in the throttle. May be get close enough to put a move on him before they get to the corner. They'll stay single file coming into the corner, at least the first five or six will. Then they start spreading out a little bit. Mike Skinner goes wide, trying to get by the car of Dale Jarrett. Now up front, here's Rusty. 
looking underneath his teammate. Can't quite pull even with Mayfield. He'll fall back in line. Sneaks a peek but can't find room to race. They will stay single file down the long pond straight away. The first double wide battle is for six as Dale Jarrett on the inside of Mike Skinner. Skinner up high has the advantage off corner number two. Ford and Chevy double wide racing for the sixth spot. Now Dale Jarrett gets back in line and he will race single file. Further up, here's a challenge for the lead. Front three single file. Mayfield, Wallace, and Ricky Rudd off turn three. He keeps trying to find a way around Jeremy Mayfield, but Jeremy is strong enough to hold him off and hang on to the top spot. That sixth place race after Dale Jarrett had to ease up to keep from getting into contact with Mike Skinner across the tunnel turn. Jarrett had to fight hard to hold off a couple of other guys right behind him. But he fell in line behind Mike Skinner for the time being, trying to keep Bobby the body and Jeff Burton behind him. Further back, here's Johnny Benson going to the outside lane. Terry Labonte goes after him, and Joe Nemechek pulls to the outside of Terry Labonte. They go side by side down the long pond stretch. Challenge now for the lead, heading for turn number two. Rusty Wallace this time has the horsepower. He will overhaul Jeremy Mayfield. New leader off, too. It's Rusty Wallace. And Mayfield now feels a challenge from Ricky Rudd. Rudd in third, pulls up alongside Mayfield at the entrance to three. Rudd down low, Mayfield up high. Mayfield's car sliding up the racetrack. Ricky Rudd came out out of the gas momentarily, but still will challenge Mayfield for second. Tell you what, Ricky did a good piece of heads-up driving that time. Had he stayed in the throttle and tried to pull off the pass, they would have both ended up in the wall. Jeremy hangs on to second spot for the moment. Ricky backed off wisely. Now may take a run at him again as they go back to turn number one, but Ricky may have his hands full with Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart right up on the bumper of Ricky Rudd, and Stewart wants a piece of the third position. Can't quite pull up alongside because Ricky's going to block that inside lane. They'll stay in single file, all trying to chase down Rusty Wallace. First time since the restart, nobody making a move on anybody on the long pond straightaway. Everybody remains single file. It's Rusty Wallace down on the bottom of the racetrack. Three car lengths ahead of Jeremy Mayfield. Then a couple of more back to Ricky Rudd. Although now Ricky Rudd tightens up the disadvantage and pulls on the back bumper of Jeremy Mayfield. This is the challenge for second into turn three. They stay single file. Further back, a huge knot of cars double wide into three. Here's Ken Schrader. He'll try to open up the inside lane and get up under Michael Waltrip off the corner. These drivers racing for 14th position, double wide up off of turn number three while we check in the garage with Marty Snyder. Well, we did attempt to talk to Wally Dahlenbach, who said he would rather not talk about the situation. He did say, however, that Sterling Marlin radioed an apology to Wally, saying that he did not mean to get into him, but Wally Dahlenbach a little bit upset now. It will be difficult for him to get back into the race. And the laps continue to wind down. 28 are on the board right now. That scramble we talked about from 14th position on back, that's where the action is going on. A lot of really good cars caught up in that pack of traffic at the front of the field. Little separation between first, second, third, and all the way back to fifth, but let's pick up that battle back at 14th. It is side by side for the moment as they head over the tunnel turn. Leading that draft is Michael Walter, right behind him, Kevin LePage. Three cars breathing down his neck in the form of Kevin LePage, Bill Elliott, also Robert Presley. Behind those three, still double wide. Here's Matt Kenseth. He's making moves up under Ken Schrader. The lane is left open up. Here comes Rick Mass to make the move. Mass shuffling underneath Schrader off turn three. Jeff Gordon and Steve Park and Kyle Petty working to the inside of Jimmy Spencer behind them. Now Park flares out three wide under Gordon, who moves left to block. Now has to move back right as Park has the run to the inside. They go to one. Driving it hard into turn number one. Steve Park hangs on to it. Picks off the position now, but washes up wide. Here comes Jeff Gordon on the move once again. 
again. Kyle Petty just behind him. They'll all flare back in line, single file now, headed to turn two. Gordon tried to keep the momentum up and slingshot back by on the inside, but could not make it stick on the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody goes single file, but they are all tight quarters racing off two. Stay single file off of turn number two and down the short straightaway headed to turn three. Meanwhile, further up, Jeremy Mayfield not letting race leader Rusty Wallace get too far out in front. Field comes back to the start-finish line, puts 30 laps on the scoreboard as they go back to turn number one. I was kind of looking back in the field for Mark Martin there. He's all the way back to 26th position, started six. It's not a good day again. Remember, he had a tough day at Michigan last week also. He's had a few tough days in a row here. They had problems at Richmond. They didn't run very well at Charlotte and had some mechanical problems late in the race. Then the troubles uh, at uh, Michigan last week. Mark's had kind of a tough go here, and things not looking too particularly stellar today, as Barney said back in, uh, well, actually, he's just moved up to 24th position now, Mark has, as both he and Dale Earnhardt have overtaken Kyle Petty. And I don't think we mentioned on that last caution, but the yellow flag, a huge break for Dale Earnhardt there. He was able to stay on the lead lap, come back around and catch up to the pack, and now he's chipped his way from what at that point was about 43rd, or, excuse me, a 41st spot all the way back up to 23rd. So that uh, first caution flag at lap 20, a huge break for the seven-time Winston Cup champ. Yeah, big-time break for him. 31 laps on the scoreboard. Rusty Wallace continues to lead here at Pocono. Back at Pocono Raceway, while Rusty Wallace continues to lead, troubles for Michael Waltrip. Michael fell off the pace up in between turns two and three a moment ago while running, I believe, in the 13th position is where he was at. And now he is falling all the way to the tail end of the field. We'll get a report from Pit Road there in just a moment. We thought Michael was going to come to pit lane that first time by. He instead went by, and we expect to see him in in just another lap or so. It's kind of weather a picture today from yesterday to today that we could see some engine problems here before the day is over. They have not had a lot of chance to maybe even change too much in the carburation system on those engines. And Pocono normally will get a couple of cars that will have motor problems before the day is over. Well, Michael comes by one more time. Uh, sounding just, sick. Yeah, going to tough it out for a lap or so. It sounds like he's down at least one cylinder, maybe more. Marty Schneider was headed for the Waltrip pit. Marty? Well, let's uh, talk to Bobby Kennedy. Uh, he said it blew up on the radio, but uh, what else has he said? Uh, it's still running, but evidently we've lost a cylinder right now, so we're just going to have to ride it out and see what we have. And they have had uh, a couple of motor problems in the last few weeks, but Michael going to ride it out for right now. They think it's only down one cylinder, but Michael's going to stay out as long as he can. Looks like he may have lost the rest of the cylinders as he passed me here, Alan. Suddenly a big puff of smoke, and Michael has slowed significantly on the long pond stretch. He's on the apron of the racetrack heading over toward the tunnel turn and may be fortunate if he's able to even get it back to pit road here. 35 laps on the scoreboard. Rusty Wallace continues to be the man of the hour. Jeremy Mayfield is coming up through the pack in a hurry, trying to chase him down after that round of pit stops a moment ago. Jeremy had the fastest car before they made the first round of pit stops. Ricky Rudd still rides third. Tony Stewart's fourth, and John Andretti is fifth. John's hanging in there real good. John's doing a great job so far in the STP car. Michael Waltrip has turned his machine off the racetrack inside of turn number two. I don't know if he got it in behind the guardrail, but he is off the racetrack anyway. For the moment, we stay under the green flag. Well, we will not. Caution is out. He did not get behind the guardrail. Caution for Michael Waltrip's stopped car just inside of turn number two. It comes out as the leaders come to the stripe, completing the 36th lap of the event. Going to be a break for some more guys that were about to get left in the shuffle there after that round of pit stops a moment ago. A couple of guys were falling back in the pack. Jeff Gordon, one of those who made up some ground, but the furious racing that we've been watching for the last five or six laps around was in that pack of traffic between Jeff Gordon and Sterling Marlin. 
And Brett Bodine that had a good run in the early going here this afternoon, but now Michael Waltrip's car has come to rest on the apron of the racetrack, just off turn number two in the back straightaway, and we are under caution for the second time. At the conclusion of today's race, Gatorade presents the Gatorade Front Runner Award of $10,000 to the eligible driver who leads the most laps in the event. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of NASCAR. It's going to be the seventh race this year that Michael has had a problem of some sort or another. Most of them have turned out to happen in the late going in an event. This one here comes up early, not yet 100 miles in to the Pocono 500. So caution number two is out to retrieve Waltrip's stranded car out inside of turn number two, and we'll see how many pit stops we get here under this particular uh, yellow flag since the leaders were all just in at lap 22. This at lap 36. Jeremy Mayfield, I think the two tires there showing a lot of teams that that might be a strategy worth playing later on because in those, uh, what, 14 laps that we ran under the green flag, he only lost two positions. The lead in second spot as Ricky Rudd got by Jeremy coming to the caution flag. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see quite a few two-tire stops before the day is over. I was just standing here thinking about uh, Michael Walter. I can't believe it's been that long since he had that good run here and almost won that race. 1988. Yeah. Best yeah. career finish. finish. I thought he was going to win the thing that day. Yeah. Yeah, he did too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he did too. And uh, there's been a couple of, uh, couple of chances to, for Michael to, that could have very easily gone into victory lane. Darlington, I remember, uh, led so much of one of the races there and had a problem on a late pit stop where a lug nut got hung and wound up finishing third. Um, he's had a couple of opportunities. It's just never fallen in his direction, and it's certainly not going to go his way here today as he is going to be out very early in this Pocono 500. Here come the leaders to pit road. Looks like everybody's going to stop here again. This will be lap 37 for the pit stops, just shy of 100 miles. And I don't see anybody that's staying on the racetrack. That would be, well, a couple of them that are on the lead lap are going to stay out. Kenny Irwin and Ed Barrier way back at the end of the field will stay out. Let's cover pit stops. First, uh, Marty Snyder. Rusty Wallace is in. Four tires and no changes for Wallace. Obviously, he's very happy. Jeremy Mayfield is also in running third. He said, it's all I can do to keep up. The car was just not as good on, t on two tires. Two tires are this time for John Andretti. Four tires for Del for Rusty Wallace, now down to Jim Phillips. And the alert heart is in, so is Mike Skinner. Right side tires, the chassis adjustment for Skinner. Johnny Benson in, Elliot Sadler. The alert heart junior, right side tires only for him. Matt Kins is in, Jeff Gordon is in, Chad Little, Sterling Marlin, all the tires and fuel. They're down and away now to Gary Montgomery. Mark Martin took on two tires and did Tony Stewart. Second place runner Ricky Rudd took four tires on, but the big story down here is Bobby Labonte. His car is still on pit road. The hood is up. The jack is under the car. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with it. We'll get a report here in a moment. And Bobby Labonte is the current Winston Cup points leader, and the hood continues to be up. Now they'll put the, the hood down on the machine, and we'll get a report there as soon as we can as to what Bobby's problem is. Bobby came down pit road running in the ninth position, and he is going to go all the way back to the end of the cars running on the lead lap, probably be about 36th in line here for Bobby once he leaves and heads back up onto the racetrack. So uh, troubles there for the Winston Cup championship leader early in the event. Kenny Irwin and Ed Barrier stayed on the racetrack. They'll take over the top two spots. We'll check out how things fall after the cycle of pit stops in just a moment. Under caution, 37 laps in to the Pocono 5. Back at Pocono Raceway, Mike Skinner, the new leader of the Pocono 500. A number of two-tire stops on the pit lane under this caution flag. We'll follow up on that momentarily. First, let's check the Bobby Labonte story. Came down pit road running in the top 10. He's going to be 38th now after the hood was up on the car during the stop, and he was there for quite some time. He did stay on the lead lap, though. Marty Snyder, what's happening? Well, he came in eighth and uh, very far behind now. We'll ask Jimmy Maycar, the crew chief. Jimmy, uh, very odd problem. What's going on? 
Well, uh, Bobby, uh, right before that caution flag, had radioed back into us and said that uh, he thought something felt a little funny in the motor, uh, like a motor changed uh, sounds on him and it had a little bit of smoke inside the car. So we uh, decided to go ahead and take the opportunity to look and see if there was anything uh, in, in the motor department that we could, uh, could fix or what it was. But uh, right now it looks like uh, what we did see is we got a cracked tailpipe that uh, blew some insulation out from under the car. That might be what he felt saw smoking and what the motor pitch changed. So hopefully that's all it is and uh, we'll be okay. So it is a cracked tailpipe and they think what one of the things is happening is that it's burning up the heat shields which are actually designed to protect Bobby and that's causing smoke inside the car. They uh, don't know what the effect is gonna be right now but hopefully it will be minimal. We'd never believe how much heat those headers put out. And uh, what a crack in a tailpipe can do to the performance of the engine as well. Tailpipes are built to uh, uh, and tested and built and tested to enhance the horsepower of an engine the more efficient the exhaust the more efficient the intake can be and so on and so it will be interesting to keep an eye and see if that affects Bobby Labonte's horsepower here at a racetrack where you need a ton of it if you're going to succeed the other trick is he's lost a ton of track position after a couple of late pit stops by some lead lap cars Bobby's going to restart here in 36th position and as Marty reported he was eighth coming down the pit road uh, when the caution came out Mike Skinner beat everybody out of the pits. John Andretti came out second. Johnny Benson third. Jeff Burton fourth. Bill Elliott uh, will restart fifth. Then Tony Stewart sixth. Ward Burton seventh. Rick Mast eighth. Kenny Schrader ninth. And Mark Martin is now up in the top ten. And a lot of those cars took only two tires to get track position and get back out there. Skinner, Andretti, um, Benson all got two tires on their stops. We believe that Bill Elliott got two. We know Tony Stewart got two. Also believe that Jeff Burton got two. So most of the cars up in the front uh, 10 anyway got two tires on their stop. And Rusty Wallace took four. He comes out in the 11th position after leading coming down the pit lane. Field coming to the restart here. The green will wave at the 100-mile mark. It'll be lap number 40 when we get the green back out, and it will be Mike Skinner now out in front for the first time in this event. Rusty Wallace has led most of the laps, uh, all of them to this point, except for laps 23 to 26 that Jeremy Mayfield led after getting two tires on the first pit stop, and now the laps behind the pace car that Mike Skinner has led after getting two tires on the second pit stop. So two of the best cars in the field will be starting a little far back. Rusty will restart a 11th and Jeremy Mayfield will restart 13th. We'll see how long it takes them if they can get back up there and maybe grab the lead away one more time. Green flag is in the air. We are back under green flag condition. Great start for Mike Skinner. He'll pull away from John Andretti by five car lengths by the time they cross the start finish line and head off into turn number one. They stay single file for the moment as they swing down to turn one. Skinner leads the charge continuing to build his lead now as John Andretti tries to chase him down. Johnny Benson just behind. He rides along in third and he's putting some pressure on Andretti at least momentarily. He'll fall back in line. Man on the move once again is Tony Stewart. He looks to the inside of Bill Elliott. Sneaks a peek but can't find any room to race. He'll tuck it back in single file down the long pond straight away. So leading that second draft, it's Jeff Burton running fourth, Bill Elliott fifth, Stewart in the number six spot. Single file as they race off of turn number two. One car making a move further back. It's Rusty Wallace. Darts out of line up alongside Ken Schrader. He will complete the pass at the entrance to turn three. Meanwhile, the lap car of Kenny Wallace forcing drivers of Ricky Rudd and Mark Martin and others to take the high lane through turn three. Mark Martin has lost a couple of positions on the restart as both Rusty Wallace and Ricky Rudd have gone by him. Rusty Wallace now up to the ninth spot, starting to work on Rick Mast for the eighth position as the leaders steam off to one. John Andretti finally starting to close in somewhat on Mike Skinner. He had pulled away by about seven car lengths. Now it's marked at about five car lengths. 
the race for second again, heats up. Here's Johnny Benson putting pressure on John Andretti. Swung to the inside, tried to pull up alongside him, but is forced to fall back in line and follow him to turn two. Rusty Wallace once again on the move, back around the ninth or tenth position. Rusty dives down to the inside. He'll take a position away as he moves underneath Ken Schrader through the tunnel turn. Rusty moving up again. Here's Rusty Wallace in the eighth spot, trying to track down Ward Burton and challenge for seventh. Further up, races on for second. It tightens up even more. John Andretti has the spot with Johnny Benson closing in, trying to take it away. They're about to put 42 laps on the scoreboard as they come down to the line. 200 will make up the Pocono 500. It's still Mike Skinner by four car lengths. Now the interval builds between second and third as they go back to turn number one. But from fourth place on back, that's going to be a good race as it goes to Joe Moore in turn one. Jeff Burton has the fourth position behind him. They are stacking up. Bill Elliott in fifth and Tony Stewart in the sixth position. Here goes Stewart now diving to the inside of Elliott, trying to grab that sixth spot. Ward Burton and Rusty Wallace just behind them, but it's wheel to wheel now between Stewart and Bill Elliott. Stewart on the inside, Elliott on the outside. The Pontiac and the Ford going nose to nose as they head for the tunnel turn. Inside line gets the advantage. Tony Stewart moves up. Bill Elliott slides it back in line. Tony Stewart up to fifth. Now Bill Elliott drops back to sixth. He's got pressure from behind with Ward Burton and Rusty Wallace closing in. Single file racing at the bottom of turn number three. Will stay that way off the corner, although now here's Ward Burton trying to make a move on Elliott. Stacy Compton has just taken his car into the garage after falling off the pace on the restart a moment ago. Let's pick up the race between Ward Burton and Bill Elliott. This would be for the sixth and seventh spots. Rusty Wallace right behind them trying to find a way through. Steam rolling down to the inside led by Ward Burton. He'll pick off the position from Elliott and bring Rusty Wallace with him so they both get the spots. Elliott falls back in line. Here comes Ken Schrader closing in along with Rick Bass and Ricky Rudd. They're trying to make their move as well but now settle down and single file. Rusty Wallace, who took the escort from Burton, now is going to go on the attack and try and put the Caterpillar Pontiac down, and he will do it. At the entrance to turn number two, Rusty just hangs the left turn, drives by on the inside. He will pick up the sixth spot on the short straightaway, but Ward Burton not falling back, staying in Rusty's tire tracks, trying to mount a counterattack. Further back behind them, here's Ricky Rudd making the move up under Rick Mast, coming into the corner. They'll race double wide, although now Ricky Rudd will grab the spot. Rusty Wallace is the car that is really on the move. Jeremy Mayfield hasn't picked up any ground since they put him back under green a moment ago. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Field now heads for the long pond straightaway and over to turn two. Everybody running single file for the moment. The best battle, the one for fourth, where Tony Stewart now has closed up on the back bumper of Jeff Burton, unable to make the move as they head for the short shoot. Tony Stewart's Pontiac following Jeff Burton's Ford as they race off of turn number two, single file. No one mounting a charge. Race leader Mike Skinner brings the field back into turn three. He's got about two car lengths over John Andretti. Andretti has about three on Johnny Benson, who rides third. I think what we have found out after this second pit stop is that four tires are better than two because Rusty Wallace is quickly moving through traffic and closing on the front five, who took only right side rubber on their stops. Let's check in the garage. Well, Mike, well, Michael Waltrip is uh, out of it. What happened, Mikey? Well, it seems like the, the engine laid down on us this week. We uh, had a problem under the hood. The car was pretty good. I was pleased with it. We needed an adjustment. We made the adjustment, and just uh, something broke inside of it. It was pretty serious, whatever it was. Well, they use Sabco engines, and normally they are very reliable, but two out of the last three weeks, they have blown an engine early in the race. Tough break for Michael Waltrip. He will be the first car retired from the Pocono 500. Just over 100 miles in. We'll take you back through the field in just a moment.
back at Pocono Raceway, just over a hundred miles in to the Pocono 500. The leader is Mike Skinner. John Andretti is second. Johnny Benson is third, trying to fend off a challenge from Tony Stewart there. And Rusty Wallace now rounds out the top five. Let's go back to the garage. Well, last week at Michigan, a gear put Stacy Compton in the garage earlier. Stacy, what's the problem today? Well, I'll tell you what, I hate it. These guys work awful hard. Kodiak Melantaris was pretty good. Was coming up through the pack good and uh, broke a transmission. I don't know. We, uh, had a little problem with it uh, first time out, and it got us. Uh, we're going to change it, get back out. We got a good car. You know, we just It's a shame for these guys, shame for Kodiak, but uh, we'll get them next week. Pocono can be tough on transmissions because they do shift. Stacey Compton will get back out but has a broken transmission. Tony Stewart might well have the fastest car on the racetrack right now. He's been knocking on the door for third place. Last two laps around, he's in turn one. Trying to get by Johnny Benson right now. He's the man who holds on to the third position, and Tony is throwing everything at him, trying to make the pass. Unfortunately for him, Benson's pretty good right now. Johnny Benson just keeps it tucked in on the rear spoiler of the John Andretti car, and they will run nose to tail. Andretti riding in second. Benson for the moment in third. Tony Stewart still looking in fourth. Tony Stewart's been pent up in that fourth spot now the last few times by looking to see if there's any moves at the entrance to turn three and there are none the race for second has tightened up it's nose to tail John Andretti Johnny Benson now here comes Tony Stewart looking at the inside Stewart cranks the wheel left off turn number three pulls even with Benson as they come to the start finish line racing for third position Stewart down low Benson up top double wide heading down the stretch for turn one and Stewart's got to beat him before they get to the end of the long front straightaway that is here's a lane open up now for another Taker. Rusty Wallace tries to pull underneath Johnny Benson while he's trapped in the outside lane, but Benson slams the door. Rusty falls back in line in fifth for now. Wallace not done yet though. He looks down to the inside, but Johnny Benson now has got the momentum back up again. Another battle a bit further back in the top ten. Ricky Rudd takes a peek to the inside of Bill Elliott. He can't find room to race. Tucks it right back in line, followed by Jeremy Mayfield. Three cars tucked tightly together there, led by Bill Elliott. Now Ricky Rudd trying to make a move on Elliott, pulling driver's left up inside of Elliott, but cannot make the move. Here's Mayfield behind Rudd. His car sliding up the racetrack. Mayfield now trying an outside attack as Ricky Rudd bobbles in turn three. Jeremy's picked up three positions in the last 10 or 12 laps around the racetrack, but not coming to the front nearly as quickly as Rusty Wallace had a moment ago. Let's give a call to Mike Skinner. Mike also, I believe our pit reporters told us, only took on two tires, and for the moment, he's setting a blistering pace out there. Got a lot of guys who just took two tires that are hanging in there. Rusty, the first of them who got four, he restarted in 11th. He has moved up into the fifth position now, but Skinner, Andretti, Stewart, Benson, uh, both Burton brothers, Bill Elliott. Uh, um, let's see, who else got two tires? We had uh, Steve Park get two tires. They've all hung in there fairly well here, so taking the track position by getting just the two tires, not a bad play at that point. You know, we'd only run 16, 14 laps since the previous pit stop, so the left sides weren't all that old. But Skinner really hanging it out here. Mike wants to win a race probably as bad as anybody in the field, and if he's got a car that's capable of staying at the front of the field to put himself in a position to win, he's a tough dude to catch. But right now, Tony Stewart's beginning to read him in. He just took second place away from John Andretti a moment ago in the long pond straightaway. Let's see if he can catch the leader in one. Stewart is already closing in quickly on Mike Skinner. He made the pass of John Andretti going wide off turn number one on the last lap, and now he's closing in to within three car lengths of Mike Skinner. 
Tony Stewart takes a very much lower line coming up off turn number one. Closes in on the rear deck of Skinner as they head to two. No doubt about it. Tony Stewart has gone hunting as he is closing in now on the lead as they hit turn number two. It's Skinner right down on the bottom of the racetrack. That lead, though, is shrinking as, again, Stewart way low coming off corner two. Chevy and Pontiac leading the way at the entrance to turn three. Tony Skinner has caught, or actually Tony Stewart, has caught race leader Mike Skinner all the way at the bottom of the racetrack. Stewart's car glued down low, closes in even more on the race leader. Off turn number three to the start-finish line. Stewart not quite able to get up to Skinner, but he's only a couple of feet from the back bumper. 53 laps complete now as they work their way back to turn number one. This is the race for the lead. Stewart drives it in deep now, looks to the outside momentarily. Skinner takes it all the way to the bottom of the racetrack in turn number one. Now Skinner washes wide. This is what Tony wanted. Inside lane is open. He's on the attack. He's got a fender alongside. Now on the long pond stretch, he pulls even. Side by side on the back straightaway. Stewart on the inside. Skinner on the outside. Tony Stewart to the point. Blows by as they hit the tunnel turn. Stewart now with a lead pulls away by two car lengths. He has caught Mike Skinner, passed him, and now starts to pull away from him. Headed to three. He's got three car lengths, Tony Skinner does. Tony Stewart does on Mike Skinner. Here they come, back to the corner. Skinner glued at the bottom, but Tony Stewart is gone. He is wasting no time getting away from the second place runner. Uh, you, you have heard us talk over the years about Pocono being a track that you really need a ton of horsepower, and you do, and obviously Stewart's got that today, the way he drove around just a moment ago. He's now pulled away from Mike Skinner by about seven or eight car lengths as they go back to one. Tony Stewart hauls it off into turn number one, continuing to build ground over Mike Skinner. Further back, we're seeing Ward Burton starting to close in on his brother, Jeff Burton. That would be for the sixth position. Even further back, Ricky Rudd on the move. He dives to the inside of Bill Elliott. They race side by side for eighth down the long pond stretch. Rudd has been working on the McDonald's for the last five or six times off turn number one. This time he finally gets the run he's been looking for. He'll power down to the inside. He'll take the position. He also takes Jeremy Mayfield around with him. So Elliott loses two spots. Elliott has to snap his car back in line because Terry Labonte closing in quickly from the rear, although has about two car lengths to make up to catch Bill Elliott. Here's Mayfield right in front of Bill Elliott taking the high lane, trying to find a way around Ricky Rudd. Tony Stewart is the fourth different driver to lead the Pocono 500. We'll set the rest of the running order for you when we come back in just a minute. Today's Pocono 500 is brought to you by Budweiser, guaranteed fresh with an exclusive born on day, the date your bud was made. By the Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's blooming favorite. By Purolator Oil Filters, next time put on a pure one from Purolator, better remember it. And by Husqvarna, the commercial lawn care equipment of NASCAR. Well, once Tony Stewart got around Mike Skinner a moment ago, he is pulled away by about a little over a full second as they work their way back to turn number one. The scramble is going to be back at about fourth place. That's where it's been going on for the last four or five laps as it heads down to Joe Moore. Rusty Wallace in the fourth position right now, and John Andretti is tightened up on him, trying to make a move. You've also got Jeff Burton there, and Ricky Rudd is coming back to the front. Ricky's taking a couple of shots at Jeff Burton. So far, not able to get by. He'll follow him to turn two. A familiar story. It took Rudd 10 or 12 laps to make his way underneath Bill Elliott. Now he's going to work on Burton. Nothing for him this time through the tunnel turn, but Ricky Rudd is right there looking for real estate. A couple of Fords working their way onto the short straightaway now. Here's Rudd taking a peek out of line, trying to get up alongside Jeff Burton. There is no room to race. Rudd gets back in line, although he is on the back bumper of Jeff Burton in turn three. Let's set the field for you here. 59 laps about to be completed now. A little bit over a quarter of the distance into the 200-lap race today. Tony Stewart's the leader. Mike Skinner is second. Johnny Benson is third. Rusty Wallace back up to fourth. And John Andretti has fallen now to fifth. 
Jeff Burton is sixth, Ricky Rudd seventh, Ward Burton eighth, Jeremy Mayfield ninth, and Terry Labonte runs tenth. Bill Elliott is 11th, Dale Earnhardt after the early cut tire and dropping to 42nd position is back up to 12th spot now. With Mark Martin in 13th, Joe Nemechek 14th, and Rick Mast 15th. 16th is Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett is 17th, Steve Park 18th, Jeff Gordon 19th, and Matt Kenseth 20th. 21st is Robert Presley, Kyle Petty is 22nd, Brett Bodine 23rd, Jerry Nadeau 24th, and Kevin LePage 25th. 26th is Chad Little, Bobby Labonte is now back up to 27th spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 28th, Jimmy Spencer 29th, and Ken Schrader has slipped to 30th. Elliott Sadler's 31st, Bobby Hamilton 32nd, Kenny Irwin 33rd, Jeffrey Bodine 34th, Mike Bliss 35th, Dave Marcus 36th, and Ed Barrier is the last car on the lead lap in 37th spot. One lap down, Kenny Wallace in 38th, two laps down, Dave Blaney in 39th, five laps down, Scott Pruitt in 40th, Stacy Compton, Michael Waltrip, and Wally Dallenbach are in behind the wall, though Dallenbach just back onto the speedway. He made a couple of laps and has come back to pit road for further attention from his crew, and that's the full field with 140 laps to go. 60 laps on the scoreboard. We Wally Donenbach came back in the pits just a moment ago. He's about to go back onto the racetrack. He was some 35 laps down after spending a long time in the garage area. At the front of the field, Tony Stewart. I tell you, when you get momentum in your corner like Tony's had for the last... They started off the season a little bit sluggish compared to how they ended the season last year. But once they got that win and started running good, it just seemed that everything's falling into place. They just seem to come to the racetrack, pull the car off the truck, go out, and they're quick. They don't have to work on the car. They don't have to chase it all day to get it good. It's good the minute it hits the racetrack. They have led four races this season, the last four. Hadn't led a lap up until four races ago. They've won two of the last four, the last two. So things really working well for Tony Stewart. His crew chief, Greg Zipidelli, said the other day down in the garage area, I'm looking forward to every race and every racetrack for the rest of this season. That's how good we feel about what we're doing right now. He takes the field over to turn two. Still has the big lead, and he is just out front and motoring right now. Mike Skinner riding a distant second in the third spot. Another good gap back is Johnny Benson. Off turn number two now, down the back straight away and into the short street now, headed to three. Here's Ricky Rudd deep in that pack, trying to make a move on Jeff Burton. He's been pressing him the last few laps by, not able to make the pass. He'll pull up on him, but not able to complete the pass off the corner. Stacy Compton comes back from the garage area, rejoins the event. He is running 21 laps down to the race leader now after the transmission problem he told us about a few moments ago. While the lead is not being very closely contested, there are a good deal of positions in the backside of the top 10 that are under fire, particularly fifth place John Andretti in turn two. That's where Jeff Burton is putting pressure on him. Just behind him on his bumper is Ricky Rudd. And Ward Burton wants a piece of this as well. Now he's tightening up on Rudd. Four-car race down the long pond straightaway again. Ricky Rudd like a vulture on a low branch right now. All over the back bumper of the Exide Ford of uh, Jeff Burton. Right behind Ricky Rudd is Burton's brother Ward. Ward pressing Ricky Rudd now, trying to bypass Rudd. Rudd lost a little bit of ground coming off of turn number two, and it shows. Ward Burton is there, taking a look to the inside. The lane does not open up. Ward's got to get back in line, but is hanging with Rudd off the corner. Now, Ricky Rudd would like to get a win here also. Ricky's had some great runs here at Pocono over the years. He's run about as many races here as anybody in the field today, but I don't think he's ever finished better than second, but he's had a ton of second-place finishes here at Pocono, and he'd certainly like to get into victory lane. They've won all kinds of uh, contests, I guess would be the best way to put it in qualifying this year, Alan, but as far as they'd throw all those poles and outside poles and top five qualifying runs away for one win. Ricky's best finish so far this 2000 NASCAR Winston Cup season, a pair of fourth place runs.
He was up in the, uh, well, he ran second for most of the early running of this event, most of the early going, then slipped back when some people took two tires, and now he's trying to pick his way back through the traffic, up to seventh, and still working on Jeff Burton for the sixth position. Right now, the uh, race behind them settled out a little bit back till we get to about the 15th position or so. Rick Mast has a lot of company there as he's trying to take 14th away from Joe Nemechek. You've got Sterling Marlin and Dale Jarrett in that group as well. The Jarrett was running a little farther up front earlier. He started in fourth position, but he has slipped back into the field now as his car not performing nearly as well as he had hoped here today. 66 laps are complete of the 200 that make up today's 500 miler for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in Pocono, Mount Pocono, Pennsylvania area at the Pocono Raceway. Race rained out from yesterday. You are hearing it live across the country as we come to you uh, about 20 minutes after 11 Eastern time here on this Monday. Tony Stewart took over the race lead for Mike Skinner at lap 54, has opened up a 1.6 second advantage on the second place car. Johnny Benson runs third, Rusty Wallace fourth, and John Andretti fifth at this point, closing in on another round of pit stops for the lead cars. Tell you, Johnny Benson's done a lot of driving this week before he even got to the racetrack on Friday. He's had a little inner ear infection the last couple of weeks, so he drove from Charlotte, where he lives, to Michigan for the race last weekend, 14 hours up, drove back 14 hours. Then to come up to the race here at Pocono this weekend, he was the co-driver of the Team Transporter. Put in a couple of miles behind the wheel of the 18-wheeler. He's got his CDL, his commercial driver's license. He drove the rig partway here, said he had a great time. Well, he's got a lot of mileage under his belt already before he ever got on the racetrack here. And Robert Yates, I understand, also drove one of their trucks up here this weekend. So uh, kind of an unusual situation. 68 laps on the board. John's having a great run here this afternoon. Currently up there in third. He's been up in the top five or six all day long, not losing any ground. Why don't we get a report out of his pit right now? I believe Jim Phillips is down there. Yes, we are. This crew chief, James Entz, he's going to lead down and talk to us. How's the, how's the car and the driver holding up? Well, right now things are pretty good for us. And uh, trying to be a little bit patient. This is a long race. We're pretty sure it's going to go green because of the rain delays. And uh, pretty happy right now. We're not trying to get anybody in kind of a hurry at all. We're just kind of riding around at the moment. Well, they're pleased right now, Barney. And then, uh, we're coming up on some pit stops, these guys. So we'll see what kind of adjustments they make. Fifth place has just changed hands. Ricky Rudd has made the move around John Andretti to grab that spot. Andretti falling under fire again in turn three. Ward Burton in his back bumper trying to get around Andretti, trying to make the move. Can't do it. He'll stay in line, single file. Work their way off turn number three and back into the front straightaway. They'll uh, put 69 laps on the scoreboard as they head back off into turn number three. A lot of guys are having good runs here this afternoon in the early going. We probably need to give a call to also. Rick Mast having a good day here. Joe Nemechek's having a pretty good uh, first part of this race right now. And a couple of guys also that really need a good run. Sterling Marlin got caught up in that little accident that brought out the first caution flag up there when uh, he drifted up into Wally Dollenbach or the two cars got together. But Sterling has bounced back pretty good and currently is running pretty strong himself. He is in 16th position at the moment, a spot behind Dale Jarrett in 15th. Now DJ started fourth, and we talked about his car being somewhat ill-handling earlier. Let's get a follow-up report there from Marty Snyder. Well, they also had a little bit of a motor problem earlier, and Todd, he's only up to 15th on this run. What's he saying about the car? Uh, just sliding around right now. Um, made an adjustment a while ago. Might have went too far with it. Gonna go back the other way a little bit. I think the reason the motor wasn't running because the car was tight. So um, that's a story of our life the last two weeks. So uh, maybe we'll get it fixed up on this next stop. A lot of times when these cars are tight, it will kind of bind the car up and bind the motor up when they try to come off of the corner. But right now, they were tight earlier, a little bit loose right now for Del Jarrett. Really strange how one year 
everything just falls in your lap. You can't do anything wrong, and as Dale Jarrett and that team did last year, although the hard work produced a lot of that. But this year, it just seems like Todd said, if something's going to happen to us or whatever, it's just one little thing after another. Yeah, it was, uh, what was it? When he won the race in Richmond last May, from there to the end of the season, he only finished, like, worse than seventh once or twice something the whole like rest of the year. I don't remember the exact numbers, but this year, has not been uh, quite as good for Dale Jarrett, though he continues to hang in there in defense of his NASCAR Winston Cup championship. He's in fourth spot, 161 points behind the leader, Bobby Labonte. That's certainly not out of range, but they certainly have not been the dominant player uh, this season like they were a year ago. Continuing to wait for the onset of pit stops here. We're at lap 71, expecting just a couple of more laps around. We might begin to see some of the front runners dive onto pit road. The race is beginning to shape up for second spot as Mike Skinner has slipped back some into the clutches of Johnny Benson now, while leader Tony Stewart continues to get away. Let's pick that up on the long pond stretch. Battle for second place as Skinner now having to play a little defense, pay attention to the rear view mirror as Johnny Benson, according to his crew chief, just riding, but he's beginning to pick up the pace now and put the pressure on Mike Skinner. Benson's been closing in lap after lap, and he's just about a car length and a half off of Skinner's back bumper. At the entrance to turn three, Skinner buries the car right at the bottom of the racetrack, but Benson goes even lower and closes in even more off the corner. Mike Skinner's car has not been able to run as lower line probably as he would like to, and a couple of times that he's lost positions to somebody they were able to get underneath him as Benson right now chases him down toward turn number one, just a couple of car lengths behind. Don't think he's going to be able to do anything with him there. No, caution on the speedway. There is debris in turn number one. The second place car just ran over it, I believe. Caution is out at lap number 72. It will be the third one of the afternoon at lap number 72 here at the Pocono Raceway. And it's going to be about pit stop time anyway, so this probably couldn't come at a better time for a lot of the cars that were getting kind of left in the wake, so to speak. So at lap 72, we are under caution. Now, the Jeremy Mayfield car was coming down pit road when the caution came out. Let's cover the stop. That's right, Alan. They were coming down pit road anyway, and so they decided to go ahead and make the stop. That uh, We'll have to see how that comes out. Pocono's a very big track, so they may not lose too much track position. Jeremy's car a little bit loose. They went down on the track bar two rounds. And one thing to keep in mind is water temperature has already started creeping up. It's at 245 right now. That's one thing to keep in mind. They don't really panic until it's about 260 degrees, but Jeremy Mayfield come, came down pit road running in the eighth position. He was coming down the pit lane when the caution came out, but was there before it came out, so he's not affected by the pit road open or close thing. And what's going to happen, this racetrack is so big, he gets out before the leader comes back around, and he stays on the lead lap. And by the time everybody else pits, Mayfield's going to end up with the race lead. So a good break there for Jeremy when normally on a track where you can't yeah. pit under green without losing a lap he would go down one yeah, if you get caught in the pits a lot of times you will lose a lap not the case for Jeremy Mayfield Joe Moore as the field comes down to you we saw a car putting out a little smoke just before they got to the corner did you perchance detect that there it, it appeared to be Bill Elliott I was watching that closely uh, I don't know if it was brake smoke or what it was on the uh, front straightaway when he came by me the smoke had completely gone away and doesn't seem to be showing any signs of reappearing now in the long pond stretch. Of course, he's not up to speed now, but uh, it did appear to be Bill Elliott's car. A big plume of smoke came out of it just before he got down to the corner, but maybe he had to get on the binders uh, as the pace car came out and picked up the field. He might have had to get woed down in a hurry. We're under caution, lap number 73, and it will be the third one of the afternoon. Pit Road going to be a busy place here in a minute. Big hunk of aluminum had come off one of the cars. Looked like one of what they call the crush panels, those little inner 
fender well panels that they build to seal up the car in the driver's compartment uh, under the wheel, wheel wells. Looked like one of those had come off one of the machines, was laying on the racetrack. Believe it was Johnny Benson that ran over it. Benson or Skinner, one of the two, going down into turn one just as the caution was coming out. So this is a break for them as well because... Uh, that could have very easily caused a, a puncture in a tire and a slow leak or that kind of thing, and they're going to get a chance to change those tires and make sure that uh, everything is uh, on the up and up for their restart here and their resumption of racing in another minute or two. 37 cars being posted on the lead lap as they come off turn number four, led with a pace car, and all very likely all 37 of those cars on the lead lap are coming onto pit road. Here comes the entire front of the field. Tony Stewart brings them in. Mike Skinner behind him. Johnny Benson, Rusty Wallace. Tony, by virtue of pitting up toward the entrance to pit road, will be the first car to get into his pit. Let's cover his stop. Well, the right side is up. They're going to make a four-tire change this time. Mark Martin is in. The right side is up there. It is. So they are going to the other side of the uh, Stewart car. Ricky Rudd has right side tires on. They're going to the left side there as well. Looks like everybody's going to take on four tires this time. As uh, are concluding down here at this end. Jim Phillips. And Johnny Benson is in. He's changing four tires this time. Dale Earnhardt is in. Mike Skinner is in. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Elliot Sadler. Matt Kenseth. J Jeff Gordon. Terry Labonte and further down the pit lane, Sterling Marlin. All these cars getting four tires. Now down to Marty Snyder. 16.1 on the stop for Rusty Wallace. His car was a little bit tight. They added one pound of air pressure to the right rear. That is their first adjustment of the day. Bobby Labonte also came in. He went from 36 to 26, but his laps are consistently about 10th to 12th fastest, so it seems like the cracked tailpipes are not affecting him too much. John Andretti came in. Last time he took on two tires. He was a little loose on that last run. They're trying to find the happy medium because he was tight the run before they made an adjustment to tighten him up a little bit. Well, uh, we found out why Bill Elliott's car was smoking. Remember I was talking about that crush panel being on the track? He caught it, and it got caught up in the wheel and the suspension of his car, and he dragged it all the way back around to pit road. So uh, that was a fortunate break for Elliott in terms of that he was able to get back to the pit lane and hopefully not do any further damage to his car. So we're under the yellow flag, 75 laps in to the 200 that make up today's Pocono 500. Tony Stewart has won the race off of pit road and will hang on to the lead. Here at Pocono Raceway, 75 laps complete, 125 to go in the Pocono 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. We're closing in on the conclusion of caution period number three. This one for Debris dropped on the racetrack on the front stretch down toward turn number one. Field going to get the signal one to go when they come by this time. Just joining us, we are live at Pocono. The Race postponed by rain for one day. Rusty Wallace started on pole and led all but three of the first 37 laps. Jeremy Mayfield got the lead for a couple of circuits after taking just two tires on the first pit stop. Then on the second pit stop, we had about 11 cars take just two tires. That put Mike Skinner into the lead. He held it for a little bit before Tony Stewart moved out in front. And Stewart opened up a big advantage on Skinner before the most recent caution that brought the field back to him. Jeremy Mayfield gets the lead because he pitted under green just before the caution. And here at Pocono, you can stay on the lead lap uh, with a green flag stop. And then when everybody else came to the pit road under the caution, Mayfield stayed out. So now he is back on top of the event. Three yellows in the event, lap 20. Wally Dallin back got nipped by Sterling Marlin in turn three, hit the outside wall. He's returned after time behind the wall. Lap number 36, Michael Waltrip lost an engine on his car, stopped on the racetrack on the inside of turn number two. He is retired from the event, and now the most recent yellow at lap 72 for Debris in turn one. 
Waltrip's car, the only one that is retired from the event. The other 42 still on the speedway. Stacy Compton spent time behind the wall with a transmission problem. Scott Pruitt spent some time on pit road getting a battery replaced. Dave Blaney has had a tire problem earlier. He's a few laps down. Other than that, most everybody else is in the lead lap. Of the 43 starters, 36 are on the lead lap at this point as we get set to go back racing. And our mid-race update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends, and NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now back to the race where the chase is on. Well, it will be in just a moment. The fastest three cars that we've seen all day here at Pocono certainly would be Jeremy Mayfield, Tony Stewart, and Rusty Wallace, although there's a ton of cars that's been able to hang up there in that lead lap with them. Those three have been kind of the dominant cars at the front of the pack, and they run first, second, and third as we get ready to go back to green. Give a call to Ward Burton's guys. They've been doing great pit work today out there, and Ward doing a good job of keeping the car right up there. He'll restart fourth. Johnny Benson, we talked about John. His whole season has turned around from what it has been in the last couple of years. I think he's got the best attitude we've seen him have in a long, long time, and he's driving the wheels off that race car every week. He will restart fifth. Mike Skinner having a good day here. will restart sixth, then Ricky Rudd seventh. Dale Earnhardt Sr. eighth, and he's chipping away at him all day long. Pace car is on pit road. Green flag is in the air. Mayfield punches the throttle, tries to shake Tony Stewart as he heads off to turn number one. They'll get away from Rusty Wallace by a couple of car lengths. Lap traffic can be a factor for the two front runners, maybe this time in turn one. Stewart takes a shot at uh, Jeremy Mayfield already coming into the corner, switches lanes, goes to the outside. Not quite close enough to strike, but now Mayfield twitches a bit up off the corner. The car shakes loose. Here's Stewart on the move, diving down low, trying to take the lead. Jeremy Mayfield who got the break on the pit stop to get the lead, but that's not going to help him now. Tony Stewart down to the inside. He's got drafting help from Rusty Wallace. Mayfield blows by on the inside. He'll take the lead. Rusty goes to second. Tony Stewart now takes the lead off of turn number two. Rusty Wallace up to second. Mayfield getting the shuffle backward. He's in third. Double wide behind them. Lead lap cars outside of lap cars. Kenny Wallace down low. Ward Burton will flash by and move to the front. Off of turn number three to the start-finish line. Tony Stewart reassumes the lead once again, but this time he's got Rusty Wallace on his back bumper. The two drivers that have spent most of the time out in front of this event now going to fight it out for the lead. Here goes Wallace looking inside to one. Wallace gets the lane down to the inside as they charge hard into turn number one. Stewart can do nothing but watch him pull up alongside and also look down to the inside. Here comes Jeremy Mayfield. Rusty's going to get the top spot. Stewart still on the outside, now battling with Mayfield. The two teammates take it down to the end inside line and they leave Tony Stewart hung out to dry on the outside. Rusty now goes to the lead on the long pond straightaway. Mayfield follows him through for second. Stewart drop kick back to third. All the shuffling among the top three have allowed Ward Burton and Johnny Benson to close in. Basically nose to tail are the front five. Here's Benson looking for fourth trying to get up under Ward Burton. Burton's car slides up the racetrack. Here comes Johnny Benson down low. Johnny Benson trying to get underneath him coming out of the corner back into the front straightaway and he is there just Door to door, they race across the line. That would have been a dead heat had it been the final lap of the day. They stay that way as they head for turn number one. Something's got to give by the time they get to the turn. Benson's got the inside lane covered. That's where you want to be coming into turn number one. But Ward Burton is tough on the outside lane. Benson will get the advantage. 
Burton tries to rally back as he exits the corner, but Vincent seems to have control of the third position on the long pond stretch. Ward Burton now picking up a little bit of drafting, helping that outside lane. Right behind him comes Dale Earnhardt. That'll push Burton back into the fray. One more time, they are wheel to wheel. Burton around the outside will pick up the spot in two. Ward Burton picks up fourth, challenges on for fifth. Here comes Dale Earnhardt, changes lanes, drivers left. Up alongside Vincent, Earnhardt with the preferred inside lane going into three. He will flash by Benson and pick up the spot. Dale Earnhardt pitted under green at lap number four, thought he had a cut tire, fell all the way to the end of the field, a caution at lap 20, kept him on the lead lap, and he's worked his way now all the way back up to fifth position. Earnhardt trying to ride that horse up to fourth as he races Ward Burton. Ward Burton works the outside lane coming into the corner. Here is Dale Earnhardt on the charge down low. He's got it hooked up, momentum in his favor. The back end of the car comes out momentarily. He gathers it back in, but Ward again is tough in the outside lane. Ward Burton will give nothing up on the outside, but Earnhardt down low picks up some drafting help. Ricky Rudd dives to the bottom. It's Earnhardt and Rudd on the inside. Ward Burton, Johnny Benson on the outside lane as they hit turn two. Now Earnhardt will sweep around Ward Burton. He'll grab that spot. Burton falls in line behind Earnhardt. Here's Ricky Rudd up inside of Ward Burton. He will flash by, pick up that spot, and Ward stuck on the outside lane. Feels a challenge now from Johnny Benson. But the one thing is happening with that pack of traffic while they're running door to door around this racetrack is allowing the lead pack to get even further away. Rusty Wallace, Jeremy Mayfield and Tony Stewart now have a big advantage on that scramble we're talking about back there for fourth place as they all go back to turn one. Earnhardt rides along in fourth but right on his bumper is Ricky Rudd in fifth Ward Burton in sixth. Here's Johnny Benson trying to make a move on him Dale Jarrett flares out from the ninth position. He's going after Jeff Burton they'll race wheel to wheel. It's Jeff Burton on the inside, DJ on the outside the advantage goes to Jarrett as Burton slides it to the right, back up into single file formation. So Dale Jarrett picks up another spot on the long pond straightaway. Traffic stacking up, fourth on back. Earnhardt has fourth, Ricky Rudd in fifth. They've got a couple of car lengths over a good battle there with Ward Burton running in sixth. Burton getting a lot of pressure from the rear in the form of Johnny Benson, also Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, and others. Lead pack pretty tight behind the front three. Rusty Wallace, Jeremy Mayfield, and Tony Stewart edging away from the pack a little bit, just past 200 miles today here in Pocono. At Pocono Raceway, Rusty Wallace, the Bud pole sitter today, is back out in front of the Pocono 500, but not by much. His teammate Jeremy Mayfield is just a couple of car lengths behind him. However, those two have moved away from third place Tony Stewart by a couple of seconds. Dale Earnhardt in fourth and Ricky Rudd in fifth are trying to close in on Stewart. Dale Jarrett has just taken sixth away from Ward Burton. The rest of the top ten are Johnny Benson, Jeff Burton, and Mike Skinner. Tay, as hard as Rusty and Jeremy have been racing uh, ever since they put him under green early this afternoon, now Tony's proven he's got a race car that'll get around this racetrack. He's got the horsepower and everything else. For the moment, I think he's pretty content to just ride where he is. A heck of a scramble going on for fourth place over to turn two. Ricky Rudd dives to the inside on Dale Earnhardt, and he will just out-muscle him down the long back straightaway. Rudd goes to the number four spot. And Earnhardt falls in line in fifth. Meanwhile, up front, race for the lead, nose to tail. Rusty Wallace has it teammate Jeremy Mayfield trying to take it away. Let's look a little bit farther in behind those drivers now from sixth place Dale Jarrett on down. Group of about a half dozen cars all lined up and tucked tightly together there trying to exchange some positions. It's Jarrett who's just moved through that group. Ahead of Ward Burton, Johnny Benson, Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner and Mark Martin. Jeff Gordon has worked his way back up to the 12th spot after losing a lot of track position earlier. They all head for turn one. Those cars single file this time entering the corner. Couple taking some different lines. We're seeing Mike Skinner going a little bit wide but 
but I don't believe that's by design. Also, Jeff Gordon's car washing out a little bit, allowing John Andretti to start to close in on him somewhat. A couple of drivers have discovered that they work a little bit better, about a half a groove higher on the racetrack. That's also the case here in turn number two. Dale Jarrett running just a little bit high. The 99 of Burton also just half a groove up as they exit corner number two. Also seeing varied lanes in turn three as Dale Jarrett brings his car back to turn three. His car sliding up off the bottom by about a half a groove, while Ward Burton behind him is tucked tightly to the inside of the racetrack off the corner. As the front two go across the start-finish line and go back into turn number one, most of the drivers I've talked to here over the years will tell you also that this is a racetrack that if you do tuck in tight nose and tail a couple of cars, the draft does come in and kicks in pretty good here at Pocono. There's uh, two different types of uh, terms that the teams use in far as building their cars and body configurations and so on. One is downforce, where they want a lot of downforce on the car for going through corners at high speed, and the other is what they would call a speedway configuration where you want low drag, uh, that uh, Daytona and Talladega thing where you don't have a lot of downforce. You want it to go through the air as slickly as it can. Well, Pocono is kind of a unique animal. It's a massive racetrack. It's two and a half miles around, but the corners are fairly flat. The straightaways are huge. They're very long, but you need some help to get through those corners. And whether you bring a, a, a downforce car here or you bring a low drag car here, is something that's debated back and forth every now and then, but most of the people tend to bring a car that makes a pretty good bit of downforce here to get through these flat corners as fast as you can. And so what that does is it pokes a little bit of a bigger hole in the air down the long straightaways and, and does create more of a draft effect than you might uh, normally expect here at the speeds that they're running. But a lot of guys I've talked to say the draft will really help you particularly for maybe two or three hundred yards if you can kind of get linked up and stay that way rather than running door to door. So we are coming up on the halfway point, about 12 laps away, 88 laps are on the scoreboard. Uh, it's been a pretty good day for the front of the field. Rusty, Jeremy Mayfield, Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, Ward Burton, Johnny Benson, and Jeff Burton, and Mike Skinner. There's just looking back toward the tail end of the field, a lot of guys back there not having such a good day. Joe Nemechek was running well earlier. Joe's dropped back a little bit. Bobby Hamilton has uh, not had a good day here. And Earnhardt Jr., who we thought would run pretty good, he's had some problems a couple of times, but he is back toward the tail end of the field also. Let's get updates on a couple of those cars. Nemechek started in 10th position. He's now the last car on the lead lap in 37th spot. Gary Montgomery, what's up there? Well, they've got a carburetion problem, uh, Alan, and they're planning to change the carburetor on the next stop. They're just hoping that next stop comes before they lose the last. And the Dale Earnhardt Jr. car, he made an extra pit stop under the last caution, came down pit road just before we went back racing. Jim Phillips, what's up there? Let's find out from Tony Urey's crew chief. Tony made an extra pit stop a while ago. Why? Well, we got tied up with Dale there at the start of the race whenever he was trying to get on pit road and caved the door in and separated the metal. All the air was going inside the car. So we stopped, screwed that back together, that second stop. The first stop, we stayed in there for a while and we made about four or five adjustments. Looked like we picked up about four or five tenths, so we need to do that about one more time. I'd say so. That's Tony Urey, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is one of those drivers that'll go to a racetrack that we've seen in the early part of the season, and you didn't expect him to run good there, and he comes right off the truck and runs extremely well. But this is a hard racetrack to get a hold of, and you kind of knew it, it would be unusual for anybody to come here and run the first couple of times and just uh, 
grab this racetrack by the tail, so to speak, and wear it out. And there was not uh, a lot of time available for Winston Cup teams to come here to test at Pocono before this weekend. Uh, my understanding was they only had about a day, a day and a half that the racetrack could make available to Winston Cup teams for testing, and that was just before the Dover race. So most of them only got a day of running in here. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, uh, Dave Blaney, the other rookies. Blaney had some experience here in ARCA races, but Dale Jr. came here, crashed a car in testing, tried to get the feel for the racetrack, and he and Matt Kenseth only getting a little bit of time to try and get a feel for this very difficult racetrack. Leader across the line at 91 laps on the board for Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield. They continue to run just about anywhere from a couple of car lengths apart, Joe Moore, to maybe a car length apart. Tony Stewart not losing any ground, not gaining any back there in third place. Yeah, Mayfield has uh, lost a little bit of ground to Rusty Wallace. He was right up on his bumper, putting some heavy pressure on him for a while, but now that's uh, settled down to maybe a five-car length battle. Further back, we're watching Dale Jarrett starting to move in on Dale Earnhardt. Also, Ward Burton feeling a threat now. Johnny Benson, who he just passed a couple of laps ago, trying to remount the charge to come back and take that spot away again. Those two have been going back and forth. Burton got underneath Benson on the long pond straightaway about five laps ago to pick up the spot, but now Benson is right on his back bumper, looking to regain it as they head for three. Benson will follow Ward Burton back to the corner, about a car length and a half off the back bumper. And if Benson looks in the mirror, he sees Ward's brother Jeff closing in. Jeff has about five car lengths to make up to pass Johnny Benson. Today, somebody who's doing a good job today we haven't really talked about all day. That's Jerry Nadeau. He started the race back in 26th position. He's moved up to the 15th spot. He's pressuring John Andretti to try and get 14th. Eight laps from halfway in the Pocono 500. Rusty Wallace is the race leader. Hello. Today's broadcast of the Pocono 500 is brought to you by Monte Carlo. The cars more champions depend on. Chevy will be there. By Borg Warner Brand Auto Parts. Borg Warner Brand is officially licensed by NASCAR. And by Remington's 597, the ultra-reliable 22 caliber rifle. We talked about Jerry Nadeau running in 15th position. He had a little incident just a moment ago down in front of Joe Moore in turn one. He was trying to make a move on John Andretti, trying to do it to the outside lane. It appeared Andretti came up the banking just a tad. They made contact, and Nadeau may have a fender mashed in on one of his tires. See a little tire smoke here as he continues to lose positions. So Nadeau losing back to the 18th position. Uh, three spots, maybe four, as he continues to feel pressure from a pretty big group of cars there, and uh, his team trying to get him settled back into the driver's seat and get going again here, and not to let the uh, close call get him rattled. This is a racetrack where, over the years, from the time I came here in 1974 up to the present race that we're running right now, just about every driver will tell you that the driver can make a little bit of a difference here in how hard you hustle the car, I guess is the word we have used over the years. Were you here the year that uh, Neil Bonnet uh, started breaking the draft off turn number three up here? And, and the, the TV, I don't remember who was doing the television back in those days, but one of the announcers said that Neil was going to lose the race because he was driving an erratic line off the corner, but he figured out if he came and, you know, suddenly whipped down to the inside of the racetrack and took the air off everybody in the back that it really allowed him to pull away more than anything else. Yeah, he, he, he thought of it first for lack of a better way to say it, and uh, used it to his advantage. And now it's something we see fairly frequently here late in a race. We have a car off the pace out on the long pond straight away as uh, he heads up to turn number two. And it's Rick Mast who had been battling back around the 14th or 15th position. The Conseco Pontiac running very slowly. It appears the car is still running, but uh, he is running very slowly as everybody makes their way around. 
And Joe Nemechek has turned into the garage area. Nemechek will take his car back into the garage at lap number 97. And we're three laps away from the halfway point as Rusty Wallace continues to lead. Jeremy Mayfield, Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd, and Dale Earnhardt would be the top five. Dale Jarrett sticks in there in sixth. Ward Burton seventh. Johnny Benson is still eighth. Jeff Burton is ninth. And Mark Martin make up the top ten. Here comes Rick Mast off of turn number three. He had been coasting for a bit, and then he picked up uh, like the power had come back onto the car again. Now he's coming onto pit road here. This three laps shy of halfway. Mast is going to go a lap down as the leaders come off turn number three, but comes in for what would be an unscheduled stop here again at lap number 97. Well, he's not even going to stop. He's going to go by the pit box and turn it straight into the garage. So all of a sudden, a couple of more cars back behind the wall. Joe Nemechek and Rick Mast, and we'll get follow-up reports there in just a moment. Rusty Wallace continuing to hold on to the top spot, looking farther back. The race for fifth and sixth has not quite yet materialized. Dale Jarrett has caught Dale Earnhardt, but has not yet made a run on him to try and get a spot in behind them. The race for position between Ward Burton and Johnny Benson also kind of settled in line with Jeff Burton back behind them by uh, one more position. Kind of looking to see where Bobby Labonte had moved up to after that last round of pit stops. Bobby had fallen back to 34th at one time, and then just before that last caution came out, he had picked up about eight or nine spots. He's back in, what, 25th? Yeah, he has only worked his way back up to the 25th spot now and continuing to try and pick his way up through the traffic one at a time. The NASCAR Winston Cup championship leader with a cracked tailpipe and the extended pit stop earlier at uh, lap number 37 to try and figure out what exactly the problem was and whether it would have any long-term effect on his car. But next time around, Rusty Wallace will see the crossed flags for halfway. Let's pick him up in turn one. Rusty has about a seven-car length lead on Jeremy Mayfield. They work their way up off the corner, look way back to find Tony Stewart. He's at least two and a half seconds behind him, riding along in third. Stewart two and a half seconds behind the leaders and a second and a half to two ahead of the fourth-place car of Ricky Rudd. Down the long pond straightaway through turn number two. Rusty Wallace looking for the halfway flag with a good lead in hand. A few laps passed. Jeremy Mayfield was closing in on the race leader, Rusty Wallace. Rusty saw that and it looked like put a couple of coals on the fire. Starting to pull away now. Rusty Wallace has about a four or five car length pad to call his own as he leads the field off the corner. Rusty off turn number three coming down to the line and we'll see the cross flags indicating that the halfway point has been reached in the Pocono 500 and he will lead at the halfway point over Jeremy Mayfield, Tony Stewart, Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt. Rick Mast and Joe Nemechek's car sitting behind the wall just inside the opening to the garage area. Gary Montgomery is en route. We'll get an update on the problem for both cars here in a couple of moments. First, let's give you the rundown at the midway point of today's race. Take you all the way back through the field. Let you know where your favorite driver's at. Rusty Wallace is the leader. Jeremy Mayfield is second. Tony Stewart third. Ricky Rudd fourth. And Dale Earnhardt fifth. Dale Jarrett is sixth. Seventh is Ward Burton. Johnny Benson is eighth. Jeff Burton, 9th, and Mark Martin, 10th. Mike Skinner's 11th, Terry Labonte, 12th, Jeff Gordon, 13th, John Andretti, 14th, and Steve Park runs 15th. Matt Kenseth is 16th. 17th is Sterling Marlin. Bill Elliott is 18th. Jerry Nadeau is 19th, and Robert Presley is 20th. 21st is Kevin LePage, Brett Bodine is 22nd, Kyle Petty 23rd, Chad Little 24th, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 25th. Bobby Labonte has slipped the spot to 26th, Kenny Irwin is 27th, Elliott Sadler 28th, Ken Schrader 29th, and Jimmy Spencer 30th. Jeffrey Bodine is 31st, Bobby Hamilton 32nd, Ed Barrier 33rd, Dave Marcus 34th, and the final car on the lead lap is Mike Bliss, who runs 35th. Kenny Wallace is one lap down in 36th, Dave Laney two laps down in 37th, 
Scott Pruitt is three laps down, now in 38th spot. Rick Mast and Joe Nemechek are behind the wall in 39th and 40th. Stacy Compton was behind the wall with a transmission problem earlier. He's back on the racetrack in 41st. Wally Dallenbach involved in a crash at lap 20. He's back on the racetrack in 42nd. And the only car officially retired from the event at this point is Michael Waltrip. And he will finish today in 43rd position. He went out with an engine failure. And we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. We will probably have another round of scheduled pit stops coming up in the next 10 to 12 laps here at Pocono as we go down to the garage area. Well, one unscheduled stop, but that's, that's Joe Nemechek. We reported earlier there was a carburetor problem, but they're not working on the carburetor. Joe, they got a valve cover off. What's the problem? Uh, it's something internal. Uh, you know, it, it happened there with, I don't know what lap, but all of a sudden we just lost a whole bunch of power. and. We're just trying to ride till we got a caution. We thought it maybe it was a carburetor, but uh, evidently it's something internal. Uh, yeah, it's just a shame. This whole quick crew's been working so hard, and uh, we thought we were going to have a top 10 today. You know, we run good at the start of the race. Car's driving perfect, but uh, that's how it goes. We'll come back and get them next week. Joni Machenko will get him next week for sure, and at least that's his plan. But we'll catch up with Rick Mass, but we'll tell you that it's a transmission problem. We'll get there in a minute. All right, 103 laps complete, 97 to go as Rusty Wallace leads the Pocono 500. A round of pit stops upcoming very shortly for the race leaders. Back at Pocono Raceway, just past the midway point of today's 500-miler for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield are in the top two spots. And a pretty good piece ahead of third place, Tony Stewart. Fourth place, Ricky Rudd. And fifth place, Dale Earnhardt. The attrition rate starting to grow. Joe Nemechek, we talked to a moment ago, now in the garage. Rick Mast has also gone behind the wall. Let's hear from him. Yeah, Rick's got a problem. He's got a passenger. What's this guy doing in here with you, Rick? Well, we had a hime joint on our shifter linkage fell apart. I mean... It, you know, the high joint, that, that never happens. You know what I'm saying? Just, I don't know what, it's, it's just a part failure. There's nothing that we did or the guys did. The thing just came apart. And, you know, I, I had, I went to downshift the third going in turn one and, uh, you know, just freewheeled. The shifter linkage fell off or the high joint did. So, yeah, you know, I just feel bad for the guys, these Team Pacifico guys. They worked real hard on this car this week, worked night and day. Two nights straight getting this car ready to come up here. And the car qualified good. And we were running good today. We got off on one of our adjustments. The last pit stop, we, we made an adjustment, and the car was coming back for me. I mean, it was, it, was, it was real good again, and then this happened. So, you know, we'll fix it and get back out there and run some laps. Well, not only did they work hard to get it here, but they're working hard to get it back in. I can tell you that there are at least six or eight guys all over this thing right now trying to get the Conseco Pontiac back in the show here for Rick Mass. Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield will give up first and second position and come into the pits. Let's cover those stops. Well, the teammates decided to pit together. Rusty's car is very good. Jeremy is a little tight, especially when he runs behind other cars. They're going to make an air pressure adjustment for Jeremy, try and loosen him up just a little bit. Rusty Wallace is in. He'll make no changes. 15.6 on the stop for Rusty. And Jeremy's best side tire is going on right now had a little trouble with the left rear and a little longer on the stop for Jeremy Mayfield. Here come Ken Schrader and Jeffrey Bodine onto pit road as the round of pit stops have begun here. Schrader running back in the 31st position and Bodine in 32nd coming to pit lane for their stops. Let's go back to Marty Snyder for the Ken Schrader stop. And Schrader is in right now. They're going to go to the right side. They're going to make a track bar adjustment on Schrader's car. They've had a fairly decent run going today. They are a little bit 
tight right now. They went up one round on the track bar. Actually, they went up only a half round because the wrench broke when they got to the half round. They were going to try to go up one round. Left side tires going on Schrader's car right now. And the only other car to drop in out of the top ten, Johnny Benson decides he will bring his car to pit road. Everybody else stays on the racetrack. Tony Stewart is still the leader. Ricky Rudd is second. Dale Earnhardt is third. Dale Jarrett fourth. And Ward Burton make up the top five as Johnny Benson heads down toward his pit in front of Jim Phillips. Yes, he does, Barney. Comes in, let's see, comes into a sliding stop, uh, but that crew goes to work. Uh, two pumps on the jack, and he's up on the white side. Let's see if they make it. Yes, they make a track bar adjustment on his car also. But Johnny uh, getting a little adjustment this time, not a big one. Left side tires are going right now. Second can of 76 fuel is dumping into the tank, and he's down 16.2 on the stop for Johnny Benson. Bobby Labonte, the championship leader, is also pitted. His leader, Tony Stewart, goes on by the pit lane. Let's cover the Bobby Labonte stop. And Bobby is back out on the racetrack already. And again, his car running fairly well. The uh, cracked tailpipes don't seem to be work, uh, affecting him too much. And Bobby already back out on the racetrack. Ward Burton will peel off next. Here comes Mike Skinner into the pits. Jeff Gordon will also bring his car to pit road. These stops coming at lap 109 as they bring the machines down. Bill Elliott is in the pits. Let's go back to pit road and cover the stop right now of Ward Burton. And Ward Burton's crew goes to work on the right side. Here comes Mike Skinner down the pit lane. Jeff Gordon's coming in. Lap 109 for these stops. Let's see the Skinner crew. They're going to make another track bar adjustment on his car. Gordon's crew not making any adjustments as of yet. The right side tires going on. Here comes Gordon. He's going to leave as Earnhardt Jr. feels into his pit. Almost a collision. They get in there cleanly and safely. Earnhardt's crew goes to work on the right side. And they're changing right side tires with his Chevrolet as Gordon leaves the pit stall. The leader is in. Tony Stewart comes in. Second place, Ricky Rudd comes in. Here comes Dale Jarrett in. That'll hand the top spot over to Dale Earnhardt. Let's cover the Tony Stewart stop. Well, they're working on the right side of the Home Depot Pontiac, and they're not coming to the left side. So it'll be a four-tire change there. Ricky Rudd has right side tires. They're also going to the left side. So four tires down here for what was leader, Tony Stewart and Ricky Rudd. Marty Snyder. Del Jarrett is in the car. It's the best it's been all day long. It's a little looser than he would like, though, so they're going to add one round to the left rear of Wedge. That should tighten him up just a little bit. Del Jarrett putting on left side tires right now. They're having a little trouble with the left rear. They drop the jack, 18-6. John Andretti is also in right now. They're going to make a four-tire change on the STP Pontiac. They were loose on the last run. Tight this time. They're having a difficult time finding a happy medium. They make an air pressure adjustment to John Andretti in an attempt to loosen him up just a bit. And Terry Labonte makes his stop down toward Jim Phillips. Four tires and gasoline, and Sterling Marlin comes in the pits of the, the left front tire was loose on the car. It was not bolted cleanly on there, and Marlin is going to lose a lot of time. He had a decent run going today, but the left side, left front tire was not put in place with the lugs on it. Or maybe the jack was dropped too quick or whatever, but a bad break for Sterling Marlin. Here comes Dale Earnhardt in the pits. They're going to change uh, probably all four tires. Yes, they go around to the right side. they got the other tires on the wall. It's going to be four tires and fuel for Dale Earnhardt. Now they put the tire in place on the Marlin car and pull the fender back out to where it's supposed to be. You're at lap 111 for Sterling Marlin. Jimmy Spencer's guys giving him a quick stop to get him back onto the racetrack. Other cars that are on pit road, Ed Barrier pitted or is in the pits right now. So is Robert Presley. I believe Jerry Nadeau was on pit road and also Bobby Hamilton. So the race lead is in the hands of Jeff Burton now. He collects five bonus points in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings. And here comes Burton bypassing pit lane once again. He'll stay on the speedway and lead yet another lap. Mark Martin is also not pitted yet. So he stays out and moves up to the second spot. 
The other drivers that have not pitted to this point would be Matt Kenseth, who moves up to third. So all three Roush cars of, uh, of the group getting better fuel mileage than everyone else, it would appear. And they've moved up into the top three spots. And Kevin LePage has moved to fourth and Chad Little to sixth. So all of the Roush cars getting a little bit more out of a tank of fuel than everybody else. Might make a difference here before the day is done. Steve Park, who'd been running up in the top five when those pit stops uh, started happening here a minute ago. Steve brings his car into the attention of his crew, and let's cover that stop. Right side tires going on the bright yellow Chevrolet as they swing around the left side already. Lap 112 on these stops right here. Lap 112, also uh, the crew for Matt Kenseth is standing on the pit wall to bring him in. And Jeff Burton will peel off the racetrack in turn number three and give up the race lead to come to the pit road for service. So that'll hand the lead to Mark Martin until he comes in when the cycle of stops is through. It'll be Rusty Wallace back out on top. He holds the lead through the cycle of pit stops once they are completed. Again, we're just past halfway at lap number 113. Time to go inside the NASCAR garage brought to you by Napa. Celebrating their 75th anniversary, Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Back at Pocono Raceway, about to finish the cycle of green flag pit stops. Once Jeff Burton pitted, Mark Martin stayed out, let a lap, pitted. Kevin LePage stayed out, let a lap, pitted. Kyle Petty stayed out, let a lap, pitted. And now Kyle is on the pit lane getting service, and Rusty Wallace goes back into the top spot. Let's cover the Kyle Petty pit stop. And Kyle is in in a terrific fuel economy run. Doug Hewitt making the calls for the team this weekend and for the rest of the year. They're putting on left side tires right now. They know they have great fuel mileage. They made no adjustments. It's actually pretty good for Kyle, 15.8 on the stop. Now, this is a racetrack where you do not want to gamble on fuel. If you run out of fuel here, as we've told you, particularly past the start-finish line, odds are you are not going to get back around. This John be, Andretti, is that a scheduled stop? This would be an unscheduled stop. Andretti was just in at lap number 110. Here he comes back down the pit road again at lap 116. So John Andretti going to give up a ton of track position here for an extra pit stop under the caution flag, and we'll let the crew do the work and then try and find out the reason for the extra stop here in just a moment. Set the leaderboard for you after the cycle of pit stops. Really, it's pretty much unchanged from what it was before the stops. Rusty Wallace leads. Jeremy Mayfield is second. Tony Stewart is third. Ricky Rudd is fourth. And now Ward Burton runs fifth. Sixth is Johnny Benson. Dale Jarrett is seventh. Dale Earnhardt is eighth. Ninth position belongs to Mark Martin, and Mike Skinner rounds out your top 10. A little deeper in, Terry Labonte is 11th, Jeff Gordon 12th. Jeff Burton fell to 13th there on that cycle of stops. 14th position will be Jerry Nadeau, and Robert Presley will be 15th. The rest of the top 20 will be Bill Elliott, Matt Kenseth, Kyle Petty, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Kevin LePage. Let's go to Pit Road and see if we can get an update on Kyle Petty's stop. Well, uh, John, John Andretti, yeah, John Andretti stopped, Barn, and they uh, think they left the left front tire loose. That's what John felt, a vibration in the left front. It does not appear to be down, and uh, there appear to be no markings on the wheel itself, which would indicate that the tire was indeed loose, and they did not get all the lug nuts tight, so John felt a vibration in the left front. They figured they might as well come down pit road and change all four tires. That's going to be a costly one for him at lap 117 when he was on pit road a moment ago. Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield have just crossed the start-finish line going back to turn number one, and Rusty has an advantage of well over two seconds. Tony Stewart and Ricky Rudd running pretty close together as they go off turn number two and head over to three. Here they come back into the corner now. Tony Stewart had a problem last time through the corner, Barney. The car bobbled as he came across the rumble strips at the entrance to the corner. It upset the car momentarily. The lane, inside lane opened up for Ricky Rudd, and it wasn't able to make the pass, but Rudd's been pressuring Stewart. 
like now. They're closing in on lap traffic. Mike Bliss in front of Stewart. Here's Stewart again, slides up the racetrack, and Ricky Rudd dives to his inside. Ricky Rudd will whip underneath of Tony Stewart off of turn number three and take over the spot to put Rudd to the number three position and kick Stewart back into fourth with his car perhaps on this set of tires not handling as well as it did a little bit earlier. Farther back, Ward Burton in fifth, running a good bit ahead of Johnny Benson in sixth. Seventh place, Dale Jarrett being chased by Dale Earnhardt in eighth, and they've got some lap traffic that they're trying to work through. Let's follow them to turn one. Ed Barrier is the lap traffic occupying the inside lane. First, DJ clears that machine. Now Earnhardt closes in on Barrier. DJ's held up once again. Dave Marcus is in front of him, but uh, Earnhardt has a good bit of ground to make up before he'll be able to chase down and deal with Dale Jarrett. Dave Marcus giving way down to the inside line. will open the high lane up for Dale Jarrett. He'll move around down the long pond straightaway. Jarrett now has been able to break away from Dale Earnhardt. He leads by a little less than a second off two. Now Earnhardt has two lap cars to deal with in the form of Ed Barrier and Dave Marcus racing double wide momentarily. Ed Barrier and Dave Marcus almost double wide at the entrance to the corner. Barrier gave way. Now Earnhardt presses hard from behind. I'll tell you one good thing about this racetrack uh, for a lot of the teams that cars not might not be working quite as well at one segment during the race as another is the fact that the traffic gets so strung out around this racetrack and it's so big you're never in a big pack of traffic where you you've always got room to make up some ground if you do get your car dialed back in and the other thing is that if your car is not handling well in a particular segment of the race or something you've got to lose a lot of time to get lapped I mean it's a 52 second lap at 52 almost 53 second lap in qualifying that was track record speed so somewhere close to a minute to lap this speedway in race conditions. And you've got a little bit of pad there to stay on the lead lap. The trick is you need a caution to try and catch back up. And right now, we haven't had a caution in some 50 laps here. The last one coming out at lap 72, and we're at lap 121 now. Kind of been watching Matt Kenseth's pro progress today here also at Pocono. He has varied anywhere from 25th to currently 17th, and uh, apparently he has not really got a hold of this racetrack or got the feel for it yet that he's looking for. Started back in 29th position, so he has made up some ground, but he has not certainly rocketed his way up into the top 10 like we've seen him do at a couple of speedways here recently on the NASCAR Winston Cup Tour. We're just across the 300-mile mark. 121 laps complete, 79 to go. We'll set the field for you in just a moment. Rusty Wallace, the dominant driver in the middle sections of the Pocono 500. At Pocono Raceway, just across 300 miles of today's Pocono 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series and in the center section of the event, Rusty Wallace has established himself as dominant right now out in front of Jeremy Mayfield by an even two seconds and 3.8 seconds ahead of Ricky Rudd, the third-place car. Tony Stewart and Ward Burton round out the top five. The rest of the top ten are Johnny Benson, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, and Mike Skinner. Most of those positions not being heavily contested at the moment, though Skinner does has his, have uh, his hands full with the car of Terry Labonte pressuring him while they work some lap traffic. Let's pick that up in turn two. And they work it hard. They dive down to the inside of the Dave Blaney car, then swing wide around Dave Marcus. A little bit of zigzag, but it works for Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner clears the lap traffic, and so too now will Terry Labonte. At the entrance to turn three, he will bypass Marcus and pull on around. Skinner taking a higher line. The car's sliding out from under him here in turn three. Skinner had a very strong race car in the opening laps here at Pocono this afternoon. Led quite a bit of the uh, early part of the race. Now has fallen back a little bit. Let's update you on John Andretti. We told you John made that unscheduled pit stop a moment ago. He has drifted all the way back to 34th position. And is he still on the tail end of the lead lap? Yeah, he's one lap down now. 
He is the one, two, three, four, fifth car, one lap down. So the very costly stop there. The double green flag pit stop for John Andretti after they uh, think they left one of the wheels loose uh, on his original stop, and it has dropped him well into the field. He'd been hanging around the top 10 the whole race, had been in the top 15 just before the stops, but now he's way behind, and it's going to be very hard to make up here, particularly at uh, this racetrack. That's the downside to this. We were talking about the good side, about it's very, you know, you can stay on the lead lap even if you're, you're struggling. You get a lap down here, it's almost impossible to make one up without a series of very quick cautions. And uh, what we've seen so far today is we aren't going to have a whole lot of caution flag periods in this race. No, we've only had, what, three, I guess, uh, so far the entire afternoon. The last one came at lap 72, so it's been a while. We're at lap 126 right now. Why don't we set the field for you and give you a little race summary in case you're just joining us, tuning in on your lunch break from work or something like that. It is uh, just past 300 miles in this event. Rusty Wallace started on pole, led most of the first 37 laps, then kind of faded back to about the 10th uh, position when on the second set of pit stops, about 11 cars took just two tires. And then he picked his way slowly back up into the lead group and has reassumed the top spot a little while ago and held it for much of the middle section of the race. Some stories through the day. Dale Earnhardt pitted at lap four, thought he had a tire going flat, fell all the way back to 42nd position, has picked his way back through the field into the eighth spot with the help of the timely caution flag. Jeff Gordon fell all the way to 23rd position on the first set of pit stops when the team was trying to pull a spring rubber out and couldn't quite get it out. And that cost him a lot of track position. Gordon has picked his way back to the 13th position. Bobby Labonte, the championship leader, on a caution flag stop at lap 37. The hood went up on his car. He fell from 8th to 38th. The crew found a crack in a tailpipe. Bobby has only picked his way back to 22nd position at the time. And uh, so those uh, just some headline stories of the day so far. Only three caution flags. Wally Dallenbeck got a bump from Sterling Marlin and hit the turn three wall at lap number 20. He's continued after time behind the wall. We had Michael Waltrip's car lose an engine at lap 36 and stop on the racetrack. He is the only car retired from the event to this point. And then we had some debris on the racetrack in turn number one at lap number 72. We've had nine different drivers trade the lead 14 times through the day. Uh, some of that um, boosted due to green flag pit stops, but it has been basically Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart, the two drivers that have spent most of the time out in front of this event. They have led the most laps between the two so far on the day. On the lead lap of the 43 starters at this point, 28 of them. And again, only the one car out of the race, Michael Waltrips. Joan Ivacek's car is back behind the wall. The crew working on it. It has not yet been retired, nor has it returned from back in the garage area. That's our mid-race update, which has been brought to you by Chase Authentics. Each week, the top drivers in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck, Bush, and Winston Cup Series compete on the track to provide the best entertainment in motorsports. Off the track, the competition ends, and NASCAR's leading drivers agree to supply their fans with the best apparel in racing. Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR, now back to the race where the chase is on. Well, everybody, everybody has been chasing Rusty Wallace for the better part of the day. Ricky Rudd has eased his way up into the number two position, but one car we've kind of been keeping tabs on, and our guys out in the turns have been talking about a little bit. It's getting faster and faster as the day goes on is Mark Martin. Mark currently is up in ninth position, first part of the race. He was way back past 25th a couple of times when we picked him up there and was talking about him a little bit. 
But Joe Moore, for the moment, he's getting around the racetrack about as well as anybody. Yeah, making some nice moves coming into turn number one here in front of me. Closing in now on Dale Earnhardt. Uh, he was probably two or three seconds behind Dale just maybe five laps ago and is really quickly beginning to close in on Earnhardt now to challenge for that spot as they head over to turn three. Here they come now back into the corner. Mark Martin having the ground to make up that Joe just documented, shutting down the distance between himself and Dale Earnhardt. He's got about five car lengths between himself and the Intimidator as they work off the corner. Pretty good race for the fifth position as Johnny Benson and Dale Jarrett try to close in on Ward Burton. We'll follow that here in the, the next moment or so. First, let's get some updates from down on Pitt Road and beginning uh, with Jim Phillips. Jim? And we're in uh, Ward Burton's pit. Uh, they've made a lot of gains today in this race. Uh, Tommy Vaughn and Crucci. Tommy, you made a lot of gains. Uh, started 32nd in the fifth position. How's your car? Well, we're a little loose right now. I made a little air press adjustment, and I think I went a little overboard, but uh, we've had some great pit stops today. This Caterpillar Pontiac running pretty good. Uh, we got a couple more gains. Uh, right now, we're hoping we get a, get a caution, so these about four or five cars going to be able to beat us on fuel mileage, so... Uh, we're going to get more adjustments making on this thing, try to get it to the front. It's Tommy Ball with crew chief for Ward Burton. And let's go over to Marty Snyder. Well, Rusty Wallace has been in the lead for most of the day today, and he is known as one of the most finicky drivers on the Winston Cup circuit. But Robin Pemberton, Rusty's been pretty happy all day. Is he still happy? Yeah, he's, he's still happy. It's tough. The uh, What happens is so aero-dominant. When you get behind a lap car or you get racing, there, all the air is off the nose. He picks up the push. Everybody's had the same problem, but uh, we got two more pit stops to go. And Rusty's car is best out front. That's what they like it. They have made only two adjustments to this car, and both of those were on the same stop. Now, we mentioned that there is a lot of trouble out of turn number two. One car spinning. Jimmy Spencer gets sideways, keeps it off the wall, but goes one, two, three times around, spins down into the grass. Spencer had just been overtaken by the leader, Rusty Wallace, to go a lap down. Now he has spun and is probably stuck in what would be a very muddy, grassy area between turns two and three. Caution flag is out for the fourth time at lap number 132. Back to Dave Moody. May have been a situation where Jimmy Spencer got the air taken off uh, the rear spoiler momentarily. Got a little bit wide coming off, too. The rear end kicked out, and he was not able to save it. Did a long slide down the short chute, but I don't believe came in contact with anything on the outside or the inside. So caution is on the speedway for the fourth time this afternoon. It comes out at lap 132, and we'll have a rash of pit stops here in just a moment. To say that NASCAR drivers go fast is a gross understatement. They drive insanely fast, mind-numbingly fast, ludicrously fast. In fact, in the time it took to read this so far, a NASCAR driver going 190 will have gone almost a mile. Ten seconds later, and he's left another half mile in his dust. And at speeds like that, when the hot asphalt has turned your car into your own personal pressure cooker, you dehydrate fast, insanely fast. So you need to replenish your system to make sure small mistakes don't turn into big problems. You need Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Is it in you? Alan Bestwick here with Winston Cup champions Dale Jarrett and Todd Parrott for Outback Steakhouse. You're so busy, you spend so much time on the road. When do you find time to shop for gifts for people? Yeah, it makes it difficult to get the right thing, putting all that thought into it, actually getting there. But the easiest thing I've found is to get a gift certificate from Outback, and everybody's happy. I like the way he thinks. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a gift certificate. Yeah, you know they're not going to take that back. They're going to cash <laughs> that in. <laughs> Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's blooming favorite. No rules, just right. 
Jimmy Spencer has driven his car away from the place where it came to rest on the grass inside of the backstretch between turns two and three. We are under caution for the fourth time in this Pocono 500. The leaders coming off of turn number three now should see them all onto pit road here, setting up an interesting fuel mileage situation. We'll have 67 laps to go when they stop. Should mean they pit now, and then they'll have to pit one more time with uh, somewhere around 30 laps to go or so in order to make it to the finish of the event. Rusty Wallace, Ricky Rudd, Jeremy Mayfield, Tony Stewart, Ward Burton, the order of the top five as they come in. They get down to the 55-mile-an-hour pit road speed limit now and begin to work their way toward their stalls. Let's cover the race leader, Rusty Wallace's stop. We go to pit lane, brought to you by the McDonald's drive-thru. And Rusty is in. His car is just a little bit tight, but he likes it out front. They're going to take a pound out of both front tires, and that should loosen him up, especially off of the corner. That's where he needs some help. Jeremy Mayfield is also in. He, too, is tight. They're going to make a wedge adjustment, a big wedge adjustment, two rounds out, and they should tighten him up just or loosen him up just a little bit. Rusty Wallace is down 16.2, not under Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt is in. So is Johnny Benson, Elliot Sadler, Mike Skinner, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte. Also in is Chad Little. They're getting four tires and a 76 fuel. Steve Park also in to Gary Montgomery. Well, down here it was a four-tire change for Mark Martin and uh, Tony Stewart, but there's a problem with Ricky Rudd. He's still on pit road. They're looking to the right front of their left front of the car. I'm not sure what the problem is. We'll try to get an update here in a moment. We were trying to figure who it was that might have got into Jimmy Spencer to turn him around off turn number two as the leaders were overtaking him. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe it was Rudd and Spencer who made contact because they are working on some pretty significant left front corner damage on the Ricky Rudd car. Rusty yeah. Wallace wins the race off of pit road. We'll check the running order for you when we come back in just a minute. From the Pocono Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Today's broadcast of the Pocono 500 brought to you by Racing Radios. Two-way communication from Racing Radios for trackside rental and sales. Visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. By Wix Filters, the only filters officially licensed by NASCAR. Wix for NASCAR and your car. Now the rest of the cars that were a lap or more down are on pit road making scheduled stops here. We had the benefit of a replay here on the television monitor on Jimmy Spencer's accident over there going off turn number two a moment ago. And it looked like uh, the, the car just turned around on him, maybe got out a little bit high or the air got off the car. There was other traffic around, but no initial contact to get him spinning over there. Spencer went spinning. Kenny Irwin was right behind him. Then Ricky Rudd in line. Irwin had to lift off the throttle and jab the brakes, and Rudd ran into the back of Irwin, which is what has caused the left front damage that the team is continuing to try and repair. Ricky is going to fall from second where he was before the pit stop all the way back to be about 26th in line for the restart as he comes back down pit road again for another round of repairs. So Rusty Wallace wins the race off the pit lane. Tony Stewart comes out second. Ward Burton gets up to third. Dale Earnhardt to fourth. And Johnny Benson fifth. Then Jeremy Mayfield will come out sixth in line, losing a couple of spots on that exchange. Matt Kenseth up to seventh. Dale Jarrett eighth. Mark Martin ninth. And Jeff Burton will come out in the 10th position. Ricky Rudd is back in for more attention. Gary? Okay, it's the uh, nose of the automobiles we talked about earlier. They put about a mile of black racer tape on it. They all, with that tape, they put a piece of sheet metal on there. Now putting some screws in the sheet metal to make sure it stays uh, nice and snug. Ricky was going absolutely nuts as they were sitting here on pit road wanting to get out, but of course the crew knew they had lots of time. He was gonna be last anyway, the last of the lead cars. So uh, it's a, they're, they're happy with what they're doing now. They think it'll be okay. 
So Ricky Rudd, who is hoping to get his first win of the year 2000, he's done everything but win, uh, finds himself going to have to play catch up here when they put him back under green here in just a few laps away. 134 are in the record book. That'll give us 66 to go with Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart being at the front of the field when they restarted him a moment ago. I tell you, I've been impressed with Ward Burton, not only what he's done with the car on the racetrack today, but what that team has done every time he's been in the pits. And very solid. Great pit stops all day. Pretty solid performing car. All afternoon, he started back in 32nd position, and they've gotten him up to third spot right now. Of course, this being Monday, it's only a couple of days away before the next racing action on the NASCAR circuit or circuits comes up. The Winston Cup teams will head back to their mostly Charlotte, North Carolina area bases tonight and exchange out some equipment and the transporters will leave tomorrow afternoon and head out west to California to Sears Point Raceway for next weekend's NASCAR Winston Cup action. That's the Save Mart Cragen 350. That race with qualifying beginning on Friday and the event one week from yesterday next Sunday for the Winston Cup Tour. There's also road racing next weekend for the NASCAR Winston, uh, excuse me, the NASCAR Bush Series and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and that's where Motor Racing Network will be. We'll be at Watkins Glen International for the Bully Hill Vineyards 150 for the trucks on Saturday and the Lysol 200 for the NASCAR Bush Series on Sunday. Those broadcast this coming Saturday and Sunday 1.15 and 11.45 Eastern Time respectively. Then we're only a couple of weeks away from a return to Daytona. Can't wait. The Pepsi 400 Saturday the 1st of July at 7.30 Eastern Time. We'll start off our week down in Daytona on June the 29th. That's Thursday night with Bud Pole qualifying under the lights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. There are tickets available for the Pepsi 400. If you'd like to come on down and join us for the annual Independence Weekend Celebration of Speed at Daytona International Speedway. Tell you what, putting that race under the lights at night has just given it a whole different feel, and it was a really neat thing last year. You know, when they told me they were going to light Daytona, a two-and-a-half-mile racetrack, you always think, uh, boy, that's going to be a project that I wouldn't want to undertake. But the lighting yeah. there is absolutely amazing. The drivers say you can see better under the lights than you literally can in the daytime. And uh, some of the rules adjustments made, made by NASCAR after the uh, speed weeks and some of the issues that were brought up there by the drivers, as far as I can tell, everybody said uh, will help the racing at Daytona get back to what it had been a good bit. And so we look forward to the Pepsi 400 in a couple of weeks. That's July the 1st at the World Center of Racing. Also that weekend, we'll bring you a doubleheader from the Milwaukee Mile. Earlier in the day, that's Saturday, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Sears Die Hard 200. And then on Sunday, July the 2nd, the NASCAR Bush Series in the Sears Die Hard 250 at the Milwaukee Mile. There are tickets available for those races as well. Still under caution here at Pocono Raceway with some 65 laps to go. There'll be 64 to go when the leader, Rusty Wallace, brings them back across the start-finish line. Looking back through uh, some of the statistics at this racetrack over the years, don't re did not realize how many guys have never won here that have second-place finishes. Ricky Rudd's finished, what, second about three or four times? Three times, I guess. Michael Waltrip finished second here uh, back in 88, as you said. Mark Martin has finished second here three times. Ken Schrader's finished second here. Jeff Burton has run second here. Ward Burton has run second here. But none of those guys have ever been able to get a win. That'd be frustrating with, uh, if, if you were able to walk up to them and point that out to them, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe I better hush. <laughs> there you we'll go. do that. They'll go back to green in one more lap.
Bill Elliott goes to pit lane as the field goes back onto the green flag and heads for turn one. Rusty Wallace shows the way with Tony Stewart riding along in the second spot. Those two moving away from the rest of the field because there's slower traffic separating them. Ward Burton, the first man in line, now stepping to the outside of Kenny Irwin. Still struggling to get around the lap cars. He has worked his way past John Andretti, but Kenny Irwin slides up in front of him into the fast line. Ward Burton, fourth car on the racetrack, third in the running order off turn two. Dale Earnhardt also trapped in traffic, trying to bypass John Andretti on the short straightaway, headed to turn three. Ward Burton in third, trying to bypass Kenny Irwin. Irwin's car hugged right at the bottom of the racetrack, while Andretti slides up, opening the inside lane for Dale Earnhardt. The Rusty Wallace has jumped away from everyone as he works his way back to the line. He's pulled away from Tony Stewart by four car lengths. The scramble right now will be from fourth place on back as it heads down to turn one. That is where Ward Burton rides along with Dale Earnhardt, putting pressure on him. Both those cars forced to use the inside lane because of the lap traffic up high. Jeremy Mayfield in the mix there, along with Matt Kenseth and Dale Jarrett, trying to make something happen underneath this line of lap traffic. Mayfield trying to scramble his way into that low groove. He tries to make some room now underneath the John Andretti car. They'll race side by side down the long pond straightaway. Mayfield gets the advantage. He'll take Johnny Benson along with him on the inside. Benson opens the inside lane. He, too, will go up under John Andretti as they approach the corner. All the while, Dale, or Dale Jarrett will make that, feeling pressure from Matt Kenseth. Kenseth started an inside charge going into turn three, but Jarrett closed off the inside lane. Now that the field has shuffled out after a couple of laps of racing for the restart, let's follow up on the Bill Elliott problem. He came to pit road just as we went back to green. Let's get an update. It was a flat left front tire for Bill Elliott, and they changed only the left front tire. They came in, changed the one tire, put him back out on the racetrack. And let's also talk about the fuel mileage situation for a minute. The caution came out with 67 to go, leaving the teams basically with two 33-lap runs to the finish. That should take, if the race goes green to the finish, fuel mileage out of the uh, question. Everybody should be able to run the 33 laps, I would think. Yeah, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody will have a problem going 33 or even 35 laps. About everybody I talked to in the garage area this morning said they could go at least 34 to 35, and some could stretch it a little bit further. So, we'll kind of see how that all plays out. Field works her way up to turn number three, coming back around the racetrack. Rusty Wallace, very strong. Tony Stewart, very strong all day. Ward Burton's been very impressive. He hangs in there in third. The interval between first and second right now, make it about eight car lengths, maybe ten back to third place. In fact, that could be a pretty good scramble there for third place as they go down to turn one. Ward Burton has the third position, but Dale Earnhardt is knocking on the door. And another guy who was strong earlier this afternoon, Jeremy Mayfield on the move. Here's Earnhardt flaring out wide. Burton shook a little bit. They're three wide now for the third position. Burton slid high. Earnhardt jumped to the bottom of the racetrack. Mayfield goes even lower. Three deep down the back straightaway. Mayfield on the inside. Earnhardt in the middle. Burton on the outside. Mayfield gets the spot. Earnhardt tucks in line right behind him. So move Mayfield to third. Drop Earnhardt back to fourth. Ward Burton now gets ushered back to fifth as they funnel out single file. Further back, close quarters racing. Mark Martin tries to get up under Dale Jarrett. The two made contact. Smoke flew between the two, and Jarrett will grab the spot. Racing for the seventh and eighth positions in the lap car of Kenny Irwin is in the mix for that spot also. Behind Mark, you've got Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, Kevin LePage, 
Matt Kenseth, Bobby Labonte, all on the lead lap. That whole group steams back to turn one. From ninth on back, working heavy lap traffic. Kenny Irwin riding alongside Mark Martin. Mark will clear himself of that machine. It opens the inside lane for Jeff Burton and Kevin LePage. Now they try to get the good bite up off turn number one to get a good run down the long pond stretch. The two Roush Racing teammates making the run down the back straightaway. It is Burton to the inside of the lap car, Kenny Irwin. He'll take LePage along with him right behind LePage. Bobby Labonte. Now LePage will go by Kenny Irwin, opens the inside lane for Bobby Labonte. Labonte cannot complete the pass. He will get back in line momentarily, although we'll retry the pass. Behind them, double wide. Here's Matt Kenseth. He gets up under Mike Skinner. They race double wide through turn three. Matt's beginning to run a little bit better as the day goes by. Currently up to 11th position. He's picked off a couple of spots here, and right now he races with Mike Skinner at the start-finish line as they cross the line and head back into turn number one. Meanwhile, Tony Stewart has caught the leader only about a car length back of Rusty Wallace. And he's trying to make something happen here in front of me in turn one. Stewart drove down to the inside, got a fender along the rear quarter panel, but Rusty was able to get off the corner a little bit quicker. It's a two-car length separation from first to second. Rusty, for the first time in a long time, was somebody to worry about in the rearview mirror. Took it down to the inside of the long pond straightaway. Tried to break the draft. He'll maintain that two to three car length advantage. Well, the race for the lead is a tight one. The battle for third is even tighter. Dale Earnhardt has third. Jeremy Mayfield now with fourth. Mayfield about a half car length off of Earnhardt. Closes in even more. Single file hugging the inside lane. Mayfield trying to stay with Earnhardt after Dale took that position from Jeremy off of turn three. One lap ago. Start finish line, 57 laps remaining in the event and still farther back that whole group of cars racing for position two and three wide. There's about 15 of them all in a big knot from Mike Skinner in the 13th spot on down. They head for turn one. Jerry Nadeau going to work on Skinner, trying to get by him as they race into the corner. Those two machines are wheel to wheel. Just behind him, Jeff Gordon. He's got to deal with some lap traffic. Then comes the car of Ricky Rudd, trying to work his way back up to the pack. He goes to work first on Jeffrey Bodine. Bodine is down on the inside lane. Ricky Rudd trying to overhaul him on the outside. They're two abreast all the way back through that pack. Jerry Nadeau dives to the inside of Mike Skinner. He'll take the spot away. It's Nadeau, Skinner, and then Jeff Gordon. Gordon will get in line, and then you have the lap car of Kenny Irwin. Here's Ricky Rudd making a move. He darts out of line, gets up alongside Irwin at the entrance to the corner. Jeffrey Bodine and also Chad Little lined up on the inside lane trying to bypass Kenny Irwin. The way they've been running in that pack of traffic for the last five circuits around the Pocono Raceway, you just absolutely know somebody's going to make contact or there's going to be a spin or a crash the way they've been racing. Now, as they cross the line, Joe Moore, I think they finally all realize, hey, we better not do this too many more laps. We've got away with it this far. They get back single file. They settle back down, nose to tail, coming back to the corner. Nadeau has taken command of this particular pack of traffic. But Mike Skinner says, okay, enough of settling down. Let's go back at it. He tries to make the move down to the inside, looks to the outside, but neither way is going to work for him. Right behind him, though, they will go to war once again as Ricky Rudd dies to the inside on Jeff Gordon. He'll take a spot away. Last time around, trouble for the Kyle Petty car. A big puff of smoke out of the pipes of that engine. Took it down on the infield service road, and it's just limping back around. And he's just taking the car into the garage. Kyle Petty is going to fall out of this event here with some 55 laps 
to go. We'll hear from him momentarily as the leaders cross the start-finish line and head back for turn one. Rusty Wallace still being chased by Tony Stewart. Stewart about three car lengths behind him, nearly two seconds back to a pretty good third-place battle. Dale Earnhardt got by Jeremy Mayfield a couple of laps ago. Mayfield won't let him get too far away. Even further back for the fifth and sixth positions, you've got the cars of Johnny Benson and Dale Jarrett. They go side-by-side to turn two. Jarrett made some room on the outside, stuck the fender in on the high line against Benson, and he'll put the horsepower to work down the long pond straight away. He'll take the spot. Benson just forced to fall back in line behind DJ. Further up, challenge for third. Mayfield on the back bumper of Dale Earnhardt, while there could be a challenge for the lead. Tony Stewart up under Rusty Wallace, momentarily headed to three. Now he falls back about a car length in arrears. Tony seems content for the moment just to ride along in the slipstream there of Rusty Wallace and say, let's put some daylight on the rest of the field. 146 laps on the board. Rusty leads. Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt's third. Jeremy Mayfield's fourth. Ward Burton is back there fifth, then Dale Jarrett sixth. Johnny Benson would be seventh. Give eighth position to Mark Martin. Jeff Burton would be ninth, and Kevin LePage make up your top ten. Little bit of daylight starting to show between the top two cars here in the Pocono 500, while Tony Stewart had been right on Rusty Wallace's back bumper. For the first, uh, what, 10 or so laps after the restart, Rusty now starting to put a little bit of a gap between himself and Stewart. It is seven-tenths of a second, about uh, 10 car lengths or so on the speedway. Third place is a pretty hot race still, though, down in turn one. Mayfield right up on the bumper. Jeremy Mayfield on the bumper of Dale Earnhardt. As a matter of fact, Mayfield's going to go for it now. Off turn number one. He dives to the inside and gets up alongside the Intimidator. Now it's a drag race down the long pond straightaway, 3,055 feet, and it's going to be Jeremy Mayfield getting the jump. Drives it deep into turn number two. He'll take over the third spot. Earnhardt kicked back to fourth. And he's following the tire tracks now of Mayfield as they race down the short straightaway headed to three. Earnhardt now on Mayfield's back bumper. Not quite pushing him into the corner, but basically just about. Here's Mayfield. He'll slip up the banking in turn three. Here comes Earnhardt trying to retake the spot. Dale dives down to the bottom of the racetrack, tries to get a run on him at the start-finish line, and he's got it. He would have led that lap by about a couple of feet as they cross the start-finish line. Let's see if Jeremy's going to let him slide in front as they get to one. I don't think he let him, but he did it anyway. Earnhardt jumps right back out in front to grab the position once again. Mayfield pushes him, though, literally pushes him through turn number one. Earnhardt goes up the banking a bit. The inside lane opened up. Mayfield can't capitalize. He'll follow the tire tracks of Earnhardt for now. A couple of laps ago, they had begun to close in on Tony Stewart for second, but with the side-by-side racing, Stewart has broken away once again, but the battle continues hot and heavy. This time through two, it's Earnhardt right on the bottom, trailed by Mayfield. Second place, Stewart may be pulling away from that third and fourth place battle, but Ward Burton in fifth is closing in. For now, Earnhardt, Mayfield, single file, all the way at the bottom. Mayfield tucked tightly up under the rear deck lid of Dale Earnhardt. Kyle Petty took his car into the garage a moment ago. Let's go to Marty Snyder. It was an engine problem, and Kyle, did you have any indication? Because the car was pretty decent today. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, it drove really good. But, um, no, it broke kind of like, I broke one last week in Michigan, and it broke in a pull. Uh, like a, like I pulled a wristband out or broke a piston or broke a rod or something like that. This was the same thing. I come up out of turn two. Uh, and it was dead in, in the pool, and I, and I don't know if, uh, if it slapped the rocker arm or if it broke in the bottom end. It's hard to tell this time, but it just, it wasn't as bad as Michigan, but it broke. 
Kyle Petty had a decent run going, but he will be out for the rest of the afternoon. Kyle's just uh, had a tough day here, but he is behind the wall and through for the day. John Andretti continues to pick up a few spots after having to make that unscheduled pit stop a moment ago. John has worked his way back up to 26th position, so he is going to have some kind of a decent finish here this afternoon. But Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart continue to be the class of the field. Jeremy Mayfield, the other car. Those three have looked awfully strong, but you can't count out Dale Earnhardt or Dale Jarrett or Johnny Benson's run good. Mark Martin had a segment there where he was about as quick as anything out there. The thing that's impressive about Earnhardt, I've been around him for a long, long time, and you have too. He always downplays how much that eighth championship means to him. He always says, yeah, if we win it, it'll be okay, but if we don't, it's not the, not the end of the world. That championship means more to him right now probably than anything in his whole career. I don't care how much he downplays it. You can tell by the way he's driving, protecting his car. When a car is good enough to get up there and win a race, he goes for the win. When it's not, he goes for as many points as he can get. And it's obvious to him and everybody else that the opportunities for him to win that eighth championship get fewer as the years of the calendar flip by. His team went through a little bit of a rebuilding period. The Richard Childress operation did, but they are as good as anybody right now. And Earnhardt is running so very well this year. Second in the championship, 98 points behind Bobby Labonte. He is third in the race right now. And Bobby had a problem earlier in the event that dropped him well back in the field, but Bobby's recovered nicely. He's back up to 12th position now, but Earnhardt standing as they run at this moment to gain a chunk of points on Bobby here at Pocono today. Let's set the field for you. We just crossed the 150 lap mark. There are 47 to go. Rusty Wallace leads Tony Stewart. With Dale Earnhardt third, Jeremy Mayfield fourth, and Ward Burton fifth. Dale Jarrett is sixth, Johnny Benson seventh, Mark Martin eighth, Jeff Burton ninth, and Kevin LePage runs tenth. Haven't talked much about Kevin today, but a very solid performance for him. He is in the number 10 spot. Ricky Rudd has worked his way from 26th after the extra pit stops under the last caution, all the way back to the 11th position. Bobby Labonte is up to 12th, Mike Skinner 13th, Matt Kenseth 14th, and Jerry Nadeau is in 15th. Jeff Gordon is 16th, Steve Park 17th, Chad Little 18th, Robert Presley 19th, and Terry Labonte rounds out the top 20. Brett Bodine is 21st, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 22nd, Ken Schrader 23rd, Elliot Sadler 24th, and Bill Elliott 25th, and Elliott is the final car on the lead lap. One lap down, John Andretti in 26th, Kenny Wallace in 27th, Sterling Marlin in 28th, Jeffrey Bodine in 29th, and Ed Barrier 30th. You've got uh, Kenny Irwin in 31st, Mike Bliss in 32nd, Jimmy Spencer in 33rd, and Bobby Hamilton in 34th, also one lap down. Dave Marcus made an unscheduled pit stop a minute ago. He's 35th, two laps down. Dave Blaney is four laps down in 36th. Scott Pruitt is five laps down in 37th. Rick Mast, Stacy Compton, and Wally Dollenbach have all spent time behind the wall earlier in the event. They are running now down in the field. You've got Kyle Petty and Michael Waltrip retired from the race. Joe Nemechek just came back onto the racetrack after time behind the wall. And his car has apparently lost power again out onto the speedway. And he is coasting fairly slowly back around the inside of the racetrack. 155 laps are on the board. That'll give us 45 to go. And we'll see how these teams will split up the final segment of this race, whether they will run about 33 laps, as we pointed out a moment ago, and then come in with 33 to go and uh, try to top off the fuel tank and make the distance, or who will stay out there and stretch it, hope for a caution flag, and maybe some circumstance that might give them a shot to win here this afternoon. 
Rusty Wallace, very impressive at this racetrack. I tell you, we talked about momentum in Tony Stewart's corner. Rusty, once he gets pumped up and that team gets pumped up, it just seems to carry over to them from week to week, whether it's a short track, big track, or whatever. Rusty has led the most laps at a couple of races this year, but has not yet scored the win in either of those events. Looks like he's going to lead the most laps again today. We'll see if he can win. Tony Stewart is closing back in on him, where Rusty had been getting away a little while ago. Now Stewart's starting to move back in. And there's also a dandy race back for the fifth and sixth positions as Dale Jarrett works over Ward Burton. Let's follow that to turn one. Dale Jarrett right up on the bumper of Ward Burton as they come into the corner. Both cars go up a little bit off the bottom of the racetrack. Ward a little bit higher than DJ. DJ sees the opening. He's going to try to make the move. Dale Jarrett underneath Ward Burton. Again, this going on for the fourth position. Jarrett down on the inside. Burton on the outside as they run nose to tail. Now Jarrett will slide by. He takes the position in turn number two. Dale Jarrett moves up another notch. Top six broken up in three packs of two. You got Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart for the race lead. About a second back. It's two cars there. Dale Earnhardt, Jeremy Mayfield. They've got about a second over Dale Jarrett and Ward Burton. Those three packs running nose to tail with the two cars in them. Apparently some of these cars beginning to really test each other as we get down to the final segment of the Pocono 500 to see just who does have the strongest car or where their weakness might be. 157 laps on the board. Rusty Wallace leads Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt, Jeremy Mayfield, and Dale Jarrett. About to complete 400 miles in the Pocono 500 as Rusty Wallace, the leader, comes to the start-finish line. He's got all kinds of company. Tony Stewart has been all over his back bumper for a few laps. This time by, Wallace gets away from Stewart by a couple of car lengths and tries to hold on to his advantage. Let's go into the garage. Marty Snyder. And waiting on Bobby Hamilton, and it is indeed an engine problem that has put him out. It is a broken engine. We will try and attempt to get a word with him in just a moment. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Rusty Wallace continues to lead. Tony Stewart closed in on him a moment ago, got within maybe a car length of getting on his rear bumper, but I got a feeling Tony's just kind of saying, let's see if I can even get up there and catch him. Uh, if I can catch him, maybe I can pass him. Uh, you know, Tony's crew has done a great job of getting him off the pit lane all day. So hasn't Rusty's. So that's going to be an interesting duel there to see what happens when they come down pit road for the final stops. Expect to see those in another six laps or so for all of the race leaders. The other thing about Stewart hanging right with Rusty is that Dale Earnhardt and Jeremy Mayfield have actually closed in a little bit on them, Joe, and are starting to make this a four-way race for the lead. The two of those cars working together certainly have, whereas Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart have taken some different lines through the turns and on the straightaways. It seems that Earnhardt and uh, the man behind him are really hooked up solidly chasing down the front two. No doubt about it. Rusty and Stewart racing uh, each other, testing some different lines. But behind them, Earnhardt and Mayfield tag-teaming right now, keeping it in line and closing in on those leaders. Earnhardt and Mayfield trying to track down Stewart and Wallace. Here's a challenge for the lead momentarily. Stewart broke the lane and tried to go under Rusty into three. Not there, although Stewart closes in on Rusty off the corner. Now they stay that way as they come back out of turn three and down to the start-finish line. Stewart pulls up within another car length this time. Looks like he wants to put a move on to maybe take the lead. Even took a look to the outside as they went down this long front straightaway. They're back in one. Coming back into turn number one, Stewart stays in the tire tracks of Rusty Wallace. Both cars right down on the bottom lane of the racetrack. Off turn number one, Rusty goes a little bit wider once again. That's kind of typical for him in the last ten laps or so. And Stewart stays with him, just peeking every now and then to the inside or out. 
Now Rusty zigzagging just a little bit on the long pond straight, just trying to break the draft a bit on Tony Stewart. It allows him to keep that one, maybe two car length lead as they race right on the bottom of corner number two. Those evasive maneuvers Rusty Wallace is making is allowing Earnhardt and Mayfield in third and fourth to catch up. Here's the challenge for the lead. Stewart breaks out of line, gets up alongside Rusty Wallace, and Tony Stewart will flash by and pick up the top spot. Rusty had a big slip up off the tunnel turn, and Stewart closed right in and ducked to the inside. Tony Stewart comes to the stripe with the lead. 37 laps to go. Let's check once again down in the garage and Marty Snyder. Well, checked in with Bobby Hamilton, and uh, they've had a rough day, and he just uh, did not want to talk. So, uh, But it was a blown engine for Bobby Hamilton, and he will be out for the rest of the event. But Bobby Hamilton shows currently in 37th position, having parked the car for the day. Laps are winding down, 37 to go, and it's going to be an interesting finish here. Going to put a ton of pressure on these pit crews to get those guys in there and do what they need to do, whether it be two tires, four tires, tank of fuel, whatever. And if some of the cars that have been up in the top 10 Allen today have a shot to win. They're going to have to make up some ground on pit road. They're not doing it on the racetrack. I'm going to be surprised if we see many two-tire stops here just because they're going to need a full load of fuel to finish. So if you're going to take the full load of fuel, you might as well take the four tires. We'll see. The pit stop should begin in another few laps. In fact, they're going to begin right now. Here come Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield, two of the top four coming to pit road. Mayfield's going to try and outbreak Wallace onto the pit lane. They're having a drag race down pit road here and try not to go over the speed limit as well 36 laps to go let's cover the rusty wallace pit stop and they did want to stop together rusty wallace's team has had great pit stops all day long the last three have been 15.1 15.7 and 16.2 rusty is a little bit tight they're going to add a pound of air pressure to the left front tire and add a half pound to the right rear they have us drop the jack 15.3 on rusty wallace's stop 15.9 on jeremy mayfield's stop Ricky Rudd is also on pit road. Mark Martin is in the pits. Let's cover those stops. Well, Mark Martin took on four tires. He's on his way already. They're having, again, a problem with Ricky Rudd. They didn't get him away now, but it's a four-tire change. No chassis adjustment for either of those drivers. Like a uh, hang-up on the left front there for Ricky Rudd. He'll go down and away, but still a great recovery for Rudd after getting some nose damage earlier. Here's Tony Stewart, the leader, smoking to the opening of pit road. Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, Johnny Benson, and Ward Burton come in as well. 36, make it 35 laps to go for these stops. Cover the Tony Stewart stop. The most violent 15 seconds in all of motorsports. The crew swarms all over the car. The right side tires are changed. They're now working on the left side. There is a chassis adjustment going on on the right side. Fuel is going in, the car is down and away. That was a quick one, 14.5 seconds. Four stops down in front of Jim Phillips. We've got Dale Earnhardt in, we've got Johnny Benson in, Earnhardt's crew. Men in the pits are gonna change all four on Earnhardt's car. Here's Mike Skinner in. Left side tires going on the GM's Goodrich Chevrolet. It's down, it's away. 15.2 on the stop for Earnhardt. We've also got Matt Kenseth in. We've got Jeff Gordon in, Terry Labonte is in. They're all getting four tires on this end of the pit lane, including Mike Skinner. He gets a chance to adjust, but also. Bobby Labonte was on pit road just a moment ago. An update on his stop. Bobby came in as well as Del Jarrett, Barney. Del Jarrett a little bit tighter than he would like. Del Jarrett came in running sixth. Labonte came in running 12th. They took one round out of the left rear for Del Jarrett. That should loosen him up just a little bit. More green flag pit stops. Here comes Steve Park off the racetrack in turn three. He'll come to the pit lane with 33 laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes smoking in, brakes locked up. 
You've got Robert Presley in, Chad Little in, Ken Schrader is in, Rick Mast is in, all of these lead lap cars on the racetrack off the exchange of pit stops. It's Tony Stewart, Rusty Wallace, and Jeremy Mayfield all running right together just a couple of car lengths apart. Here they come to the start-finish line when the cycle of stops are complete. We'll have a three-way nose-to-tail race for the lead. First, more of the pit stops back to Jim Phillips. And we've got Steve Park in, Chad Little is in, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in. Earnhardt Jr. is one of the guys that came back in and topped off on that last segment of pit stops. And they're changing the left side tires on his Chevrolet. Don't see any chassis adjustments. Robert Presley peels out. Good stop for Earnhardt Jr. He's down and away. And a problem for Kevin LePage off of turn number two. Made hard contact with the outside retaining wall. Did not spin and kept going. But the right side of Kevin LePage's car smashed in as he heads to pit road. Kevin down on pit road right now. We take a look at the car as he woes down to pit road speed and heads down to his pit. And you can see that he has hit the wall. Sheet metal damage to the right side of the car and the rear deck of the car. Let's cover his stop. Well, the damage is pretty bad for Kevin LePage. And now they uh, can't get the jacket underneath the car. Now they finally do. They're going to change right side tires. Uh, the damage fairly significant. The entire right side of the familyclick.com Ford. Uh, kind of caved in, pancaked in, if you will. And now they're trying to change our left side tires on Kevin LePage's car. This will be a lengthy stop for Kevin LePage. And we talk many times about how tough that turn three is up there, that flat corner, almost flat here at Pocono, just six degrees of banking up there. And you can easily get into that wall. And Kevin did it just a moment ago. 167 to go. How's it all going to shake out here at Pocono? We'll find out. Today's broadcast of the Pocono 500 brought to you by Raybestos Brakes. For quality and safety, ask for Raybestos, the best in brakes. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Red Lobster, proud sponsor of the Petty Racing Team. And by the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac, wider is better. Well, Brett Bodine had had the lead simply by staying on the racetrack. Now he gives it up and comes in and will make his final pit stop of the day, assuming this race will stay under green. Elliott Sadler stays on the racetrack, so he should be the leader. Once he pits, Tony Stewart will move back up into the lead, followed by Rusty Wallace. Jeremy Mayfield would be the top three at that point. And Dale Jarrett, uh, you were talking about there just a moment ago, got uh, apparently some good pit service and moves up. What, about four or five spots from where he was running just before they pitted, I guess. Picked up a few on the exchange of stops. It will not be a good finish for Bill Elliott. He has just gone behind the wall after going up in a cloud of smoke on the racetrack. We stay under the green, but Elliott goes to the garage, joining Bobby Hamilton, Kyle Petty, and Michael Waltrip as cars who will have apparent engine problem problems here today at Pocono. We'll get a follow-up with Elliott in just a minute. Well, we talked about the pressure being on the pit crews. Tony Stewart's crew did the job, got him out ahead of Rusty Wallace, and now Stewart, instead of being just ahead of them as he was when they came off the pit lane, has put what, five, six, seven car lengths, even more now on Rusty Wallace. So Tony getting away here with 28 laps to go. Tony's going to be hard to, to get around, even if they chase him down and get right on his bumper. He's proven that all day long, even when he's fallen back uh, as far as seventh and eighth, he's been able to get back to the front of the field. But the pressure is going to be on him to stay up there and work this race traffic and, what, 28 laps to go. I wouldn't bet against him. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, trying to win three straight races here in the 2000 NASCAR Winston Cup season. He's up by 1.174 seconds on Rusty Wallace, and Tony is indeed back in the lead after getting by Elliott Sadler on the track. Let's go into the garage, see if we can get an update on Bill Elliott. And Bill has gone up inside the hauler to change clothes. It is indeed an engine problem, and uh, we will try to follow up with Bill in just a moment. 
Not a good day for Bill Elliott as he has parked his car for the afternoon here at Pocono with 28 laps to go. Now we're down to it. Nobody can afford to make any kind of a mistake on the track or off the track right now. Tony Stewart leads Rusty Wallace, Jeremy Mayfield. Those three are the ones we've talked about the bigger part of the day. Dale Jarrett will be a factor in the finish in this one. If he can just gain a little ground, and Dale Earnhardt continues to lurk around the front of the field, he currently is fifth. Dale losing a little bit of ground there on that exchange of pit stops. He was up right with Stewart, Wallace, and Mayfield. Now he's fallen back off of that group some there on the exchange of visits to pit lane. Let's reset the front of the field for you here at this point. Tony Stewart leads, Rusty Wallace is second, Jeremy Mayfield is third, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Dale Earnhardt is fifth. Sixth is Elliott Sadler. Remember, he has not yet stopped on pit road. Seventh is Ward Burton. Eighth is Johnny Benson. Mark Martin is ninth, and Jeff Burton is 10th. 11th is Mike Skinner. Ricky Rudd is 12th. Jerry Nadeau is 13th. Bobby Labonte is 14th, and Jeff Gordon is 15th, followed by Matt Kenseth, Terry Labonte, Steve Park, Brett Bodine, and Robert Presley. The rest of the 24 cars on the lead lap would belong to Dale Earnhardt Jr., Ken Schrader, Chad Little, and Jeffrey Bodine. Tony Stewart continues to set the pace here this afternoon. He has had the, a car that's been able to come from behind a couple of times, as we've said. And watching him run this racetrack here, Alan, this afternoon also, we've seen him in traffic a time or two make passes around the outside when he needed to get around some of the traffic that was running just a little bit slower. Haven't seen too many guys go around on the outside at this racetrack, particularly going into the corner or coming off the corner. Horsepower-wise, when it's come down to it, how many times has he run down the leader when he got back there and come right back to the front of the field? So he's got the car to win, but so is Rusty, so is Jeremy. At least those three have proven you, you really couldn't flip a nickel for the difference between the cars. Right Might now, come down to who's got the best ability and the most nerve. Right now, Tony is out in front, which is certainly an advantage to him, and he's gotten away a little bit from Rusty and Jeremy as we wind down out of the final 25 laps. Looking at a good race a little farther back in line for the sixth and seventh spots between Ward Burton and Johnny Benson. Johnny continues to try and run Ward down and see if he can put a move on him. Also a really good race, and I know it's outside the top ten and a little bit farther back out of the spotlight, but for the... 14th, make it 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th positions. Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Matt Kenseth, and Terry Labonte. They're having a pretty good fight. Let's pick that one up for a minute in turn one. Gordon just made the pass of Bobby Labonte last time by me here in turn number one. Snuck right up on the rear deck and got Bobby loose. Completed the pass. Now Bobby's going to see another threat. Matt Kenseth pulls to his outside on the long pond stretch. Kenseth takes the spot away. Bobby Labonte looking for room to slide back up in line. He does midway on the back straightaway. That leaves Terry Labonte now, the final car in that four-car battle for position. Last time through turn three, Matt Kenseth got the shuffle up to the outside lane and it allowed a couple of cars to get by him. Here's the challenge for position behind Matt. In that, Terry Labonte will pass his brother Bobby take a position there. Matt's been impressive here this afternoon. We said a little bit earlier in the broadcast, it seemed like the longer he, he ran this racetrack, the more comfortable he became on it, I guess, because we saw, started seeing him pass different cars and gain positions, so he's going to salvage good finish here today. He is 14th, right locked up in that battle with Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, and Bobby Labonte, that pack of traffic going back to turn number one. Not much has changed at the front of the field. Two and two-tenths seconds between Jeremy Mayfield and Tony Stewart. And Rusty Wallace also is a little better than 2.4 seconds behind the leader right now. So can they make up that much distance in the time we've got left? Long way to go and a short time to get there. Back to Marty Snyder. And Bill Elliott uh, had an engine failure. Did he give any warning, Bill? No, he just the uh, motor let go coming down the back straightaway there. Kind of one of them days. I mean, I'm, 
it's just disappointing. I mean, this month's been one of those months. We've had a decent race car. We could have had some decent finishes, but we have absolutely had no luck whatsoever. And that is absolutely true. Bill Elliott has, 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 has had great race cars lately, just not the results to show for it. Elliott, the fourth driver who will fall out of the Pocono 500 today due to engine failure. 23 laps to go. Tony Stewart widening his advantage on Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield. We're coming back in just a moment for the finish. A fine seventh place run for Johnny Benson has just gone up in smoke. He's gone to the garage after the car apparently letting go of an engine approaching turn two. Jimmy Spencer just moments later, same spot, smoke from behind his car. Spencer has just turned into the garage area as well. Pocono Raceway very hard on the power plants and showing that in these final miles of today's event. On the racetrack, Tony Stewart has built up a 2.9 second advantage on Jeremy Mayfield, but third spot has changed hands. Dale Jarrett has gotten around Rusty Wallace and trying to close in on Mayfield. Dale's uh, fought all day long to get up there and be a factor to win this thing. Currently, he's that has paid off for him as he's gotten himself up into third position, but Tony Stewart is the man of the hour thus far. Can anybody chase him down? I believe Jim Phillips is no Jim is down in Earnhardt's pit. Uh, Gary Montgomery up okay. in Tony Stewart's pit. Been a long day. And let's go hear from his crew chief, Greg Zipidelli. Okay, Greg's in conference right now, but I can tell you that the car has been a rocket all day. They started the number nine spot, never fell out of the top ten all day long, I don't believe, other than perhaps under pit stop. We'll get a word up here with Greg now. Greg, your car's been a rocket all day long, very, very consistent, but the story is that last stop will got you out ahead of Rusty, and that's where you're running right now. Uh, Home Depot Pontiac's been running great all day. This pit, pit crew has really come a long way in the last five, six weeks. We've had 14-second uh, pit stops all day long. And, uh, you know, it's, it's made my job and Tony's job a little easier the last couple weeks knowing that we can come in and count on these guys to give us some time. So my hat's off to them. Give me a time they did. Three in a row. Can you do it? Can you do three in a row? Uh, I don't know. It's too early to tell, but we're looking pretty good right now. Well, three in a row, perhaps they got about a three-second advantage over everybody else right now. And another car looking like it may have just expired a power plant. That's out on the Long Pond stretch headed for turn two. And I believe it's Todd Bodine, Ellen putting, pulling way down. Well, drawing turn one. Mike Bliss spins around to the outside of the racetrack. It was Brent Bodine who came by and blew the engine. Possibly some fluid dropped down. Mike Bliss came into the high groove, spun up and backed into the outside retaining wall in turn one. Caution on the speedway. It will come out at lap 182. Back to Joe Moore. Mike Bliss came into turn number one. He was riding a little bit higher line as he had been for quite some time. He was not up to speed with the rest of the runners. He was up in the outside lane. Brent Bodine had just come by me here, had popped an engine in his Ford, and possibly some fluid had dropped on the racetrack. Whatever it caused Bliss to spin around and back hard into the outside retaining wall, although he has been able to drive away. And the caution comes onto the speedway with 17 laps to go. I'll bet we'll see another round of pit stops for the leaders and the pressure's on once again on the crews to try and get their driver out first. We just heard Greg Zipidelli talk about how much of an advantage that's been for his team that they've been getting such rapid pit stops today. They've got to do it one more time, perhaps when it counts more than it has any other point all day long. Seeing a rash of blown engines, we said a little bit earlier in the broadcast that always a possibility here at Pocono. I, it's very difficult to come to this racetrack and not see at least one or two blown engines and the way the weather has been all morning long with conditions being very cool and these cars, what practice and, and qualifying we had the other day was a little bit warmer. 
they didn't have the chance to change the engines that much, and that may be one of the reasons we're seeing so many broken motors here. If Brett Bodine did indeed lose an engine, that would be the seventh one, most of them here in the last uh, half an hour or so. From Kyle Petty at lap 144 to Bodine here at lap 182, uh, we've seen uh, six of them that have happened in the race, all in that one span, plus the one that happened to Michael Waltrip earlier back at lap number 35. So caution flag is out. It comes out with uh, 18 laps to go. Now the leaders across the stripe with 17 to go and expect that we'll see most of the front runners duck onto pit road here when they come back around to the opening of the pit lane off of turn number three. Pace car has the field in tow up in the short straightaway that leads up to turn number three. And as we said, I wouldn't want to be a member of a pit crew in a situation like this because if you cause somebody to lose a race, you got to live with that all week, and it's just it's really tough on these guys. But they're professionals. They get the job done. They come over that wall and just handle it. So it's going to be who is going to be the best on pit road. Tony Stewart has been for the better part of the day. Jeremy Mayfield's crew has been really good all day. Rusty's team has gotten him out of the pits a couple of times ahead of everybody. And uh, Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jarrett still very much a factor in this thing as far as winning if they can get good pit stops and stay right up there in the front of the field. Well, here they come to the pit lane with 16 laps to go. Stewart, Mayfield, Wallace, Jarrett, and Earnhardt. The order of the top five. Let's go to the Tony Stewart pit first to Gary Montgomery. Well, Tony guides it into his box. The crew is on this car. They're going to the right side. Doesn't look like they're going to do left side. Mark Martin is in for right side tires. Ricky Rudd is in for right side tires. So it is two tires for Stewart. He's away. Martin out, he beats Rudd out, and they're on their way to turn one. Jeff Phillips. And Dale Earnhardt is in, right side tires going on to Chevrolet. No indication yet of any tires for the left side. Danny Chocolate Myers puts in the gas, seven seconds flat on the stop for Dale Earnhardt. Marty Snyder. Two tires for everybody on this end of pit road except Rusty Wallace, who took on four. There was a long conference on the radio between Rusty and Jeremy Mayfield. Rusty said, I've got to take four. Jeremy said, I'm going to take two. Rusty's car is a little bit tighter than he would like, and they put in one pound of air pressure in the right rear. That should loosen him up. Four tires for Rusty Wallace. Now, Tony Stewart, when he tried to leave his pit road, the car stalled, hesitated on, hesitated on him momentarily. Instead of being the leader, he is going to be in fourth place. Dale Earnhardt gets off pit road with the lead. Followed by, it looks like, Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Jarrett, and then Tony Stewart. My, how fortunes can change with 16 laps to go. Back at Pocono Raceway, down to the final stages of today's Pocono 500. And an exchange of caution flag pit stops has turned the front running order around. We'll reset for you as we get ready for the green flag after we check in the garage with Marty Snyder. Johnny Benson was solidly in the top ten today. And what happened, Johnny? <laughs> Just just had a part failure of some sort. Just it broke and nothing we can do about it. I mean the uh, car was great, you know, we run as high as uh, third and you know, might have finished about six or something like that. Had a great car. James Enson, all the guys, Tyler Jet Pontiac did a good job and just um it's one of those days, you know, I mean uh, everybody did a terrific job. Just a little part failure and kind of sound sound trailer. And they do use Hendrick Motors, so it is rare that they would uh, have an engine expire. Also, Jimmy Spencer, Brett Bodine, also out with engine failures, bringing the total now to seven engine failures today at Pocono. And most of those have come in the last half hour here at the racetrack at Pocono. They're pushing Mike Bliss's car down pit road and apparently into the garage, and he is going to be through for the day also. And as the field crosses the start-finish line behind the pace car, 
They get the indication there will go green with one more circuit around, and that will give us 13 laps to settle the Pocono 500. Joe Nemechek's car will go to the garage. He spent time behind the wall getting repairs made earlier. He cannot gain any further positions in the race by running the rest of the laps, so he will retire from the event. Mike Bliss and Nemechek will make it now a total of nine cars who will not be running at the checkered flag. So the restart will come with 13 laps to go. And it'll be interesting to see now how wide Mr. Earnhardt makes his car at the head of the pack. This is the second time today we've seen Dale lead. He led just for one lap on an exchange of green flag pit stops at lap uh, 110. And then another lap at lap 165, again on an exchange of green flag pit stops. But this will be the first time he's been up front uh, during the course of the race under full green conditions, if you will. Uh, the um, Earnhardt car went to pit road at lap number four of the race with a suspected flat tire. He fell all the way to 42nd position, caught a timely caution at lap 20 to catch back up with the pack and has plowed his way back up through the field and uh, really had a terrific car all day where he got himself up into the top three or four just before this caution and final round of pit stops. And he's worked at it. He has worked to get himself up there in a position to win and certainly have a top five finish, but he would prefer a win. Only twice has he ever been to victory lane here at Pocono. He won back in 87 and won again in 93, so it's been about seven years since he's been into victory lane, but I, I can assure you he has not forgotten how to get around this racetrack. The question is, can he keep that thing up there at the front? Because the best that's been up there all day, Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Jarrett, Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, and Ricky Rudd sit right behind him when they drop the green with 13 laps to go. Can you hold off that many cars for 13 laps? We'll find out here in just a minute as the field comes into turn number three. The pace car will head for pit road this time, and the green flag will go back in the air. It'll be a 13-lap sprint to the finish of this Pocono 500. Been a fairly entertaining event, I've thought, so far today. 22 lead changes among 11 different drivers. Only five caution flags have slowed the event. Most of them have been for fairly minor things. And here we go. It's time to find out who's going to win it. Pace car heads for pit road. 13 laps to go. And a lot of potential winners here as the green flag goes in the air, led by Dale Earnhardt as he brings them down to the line. A lot of lap traffic down to the inside. John Andretti and Sterling Marlin, the first two cars down to the inside of Earnhardt. Nobody can pull out to pass Dale because of the traffic as they go to turn one. Earnhardt trying to get going, but just cannot shake Jeremy Mayfield. Matter of fact, Mayfield swaps lanes, goes to the outside. He's going to try to take a stab at the top position. Won't work in turn number one. Up off the corner, he'll switch lanes, look down low, and again, all he can do is follow the tire tracks of Earnhardt. Mayfield threw the fake to the outside, dove low momentarily, but could not make the move. So Earnhardt will lead the single file charge into turn two. Mayfield riding in second. Dale Jarrett in the number three spot. About three cars of clear lap traffic. Then you have John Andretti, and that's where Tony Stewart behind the lap car of Andretti. The front two starting to scamper away now. Mayfield on the back bumper of Earnhardt for the race lead. We've got about two, three car lengths on Dale Jarrett. Rusty Wallace back in 14th position after taking four tires on the restart. One car up onto the lane in turn number three. It is Ward Burton who's going to have a problem here in the final laps. Start finish line. Earnhardt and Mayfield still getting away. Tony Stewart making no progress at all. In fact, he may lose two spots. Three wide as they come into turn number one. Stewart went to the outside. Mark Martin and Ricky Rudd just dug in low in the inside lane. They both blew by Tony Stewart. Dale Jarrett also on the move. He's starting to close in on second place Mayfield. Ricky Rudd now going to the outside on the Johnny Andretti car trying to get rid of him and set sail in search of the leaders. Rudd on the outside. Breaks it into the clear air in fourth. Right behind him, Mark Martin and now Tony Stewart. Up front, Dale Earnhardt not able to shake Jeremy Mayfield. Trying to break the draft though on the short straightaway. Quick 
Jab to the left for Dale Earnhardt, trying to break the slipstream. Does not work, although Earnhardt has about two car lengths to call his own off the corner. And what was going to be a good finish for Ward Burton apparently will come to an end. He has gone to pit road with, uh, you could tell where he scraped the side of the car. They're working on it right now, trying to get him back out there. As the field goes back to turn number one, they continue to chase Dale Earnhardt. So far, he's kept everybody behind him. 11 laps to go, back in one. Earnhardt's got a two-car length lead over Mayfield. It's two more car lengths back to Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd back up front. Now he rides fourth. Mark Martin in the fifth position, and Tony Stewart behind them, closing in. For the moment, everyone content to remain single file back through about the ninth or tenth position. Now everybody back in the single abreast line. It's Earnhardt right down on the rumble strips, off two, leading the way. As breathing room, Mayfield falling back just a little bit more now off turn number two. They race back to turn number three. The front two pulling away now, two, three car lengths, the advantage over Dale Jarrett. Jarrett starting to feel some pressure from his teammate. Ricky Rudd closes in for the fourth Spot. Ten laps to go as Dale Earnhardt comes to the start finish line about four car lengths ahead of Jeremy Mayfield recovery award for the day goes to Ricky Rudd who fell way back after getting some front end damage he was back in 26th position at lap 132 he's up to fourth now trying to catch his teammate for third just a car length behind his teammate Dale Jarrett that's where Ricky Rudd sits and he's closing in hoping to make a move and pick off that position he sneaks right up on the rear deck of DJ as they hit the long pond stretch and head for two a great recovery by Rudd but it's not done yet as he is all over Dale Jarrett down the long pond straightaway and into two. Jarrett able to hold him off this time and it's about another 10 car lengths back to Mark Martin and Tony Stewart. Two Fords racing for third. Dale Jarrett has the spot. Ricky Rudd trying to close in, pass and take it away. In the corner now closing on the lap car of Ward Burton are Earnhardt, Mayfield, Jarrett and Rudd. There are nine laps to go this time for the leader when he crosses the line and the leader is Dale Earnhardt. Jeremy Mayfield, three car lengths back, has tried to get him when they put him back under green a moment ago, couldn't do anything with him in turn number one, then third and fourth ride nose to tail along with fifth and sixth. They're all back in turn one. Earnhardt obviously cannot shake Jeremy Mayfield, but the two of them working together have completely moved away from the third place battle, which is shaping up once again. DJ is there with his hands full with teammate Ricky Rudd. Leaders make their way around Ward Burton as he will drop down another lap. It is Earnhardt and Mayfield inches apart at the front of the pack. Ten car lengths back to Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd single file off two. Dale Earnhardt not being able to enjoy the breathing room he had a couple of laps ago. Mayfield shutting down the distance. It's a car length between the top two into three. At the bottom of the racetrack comes Earnhardt in his tire tracks as Mayfield as they work off the corner. Looks like at some parts of the racetrack, Earnhardt adds a car length to his advantage over Mayfield. In other parts, Mayfield closes in on him, and they cross the stripe now with eight laps to go in the event. Jeremy tried to find a way to, and then around the seven-time champion. Coming back to turn number one, Mayfield stays in the tire tracks of Earnhardt. They both go right down on the inside lane of the racetrack, almost hitting that rubble strip that lines the inside lane. Off the corner, Earnhardt pulls away by another car length over Mayfield. Flashes through a streak of sunshine that for one of the few times today has dotted the back straightaway at Pocono. Earnhardt now with a car length and a half over Mayfield. Right down on the bottom through corner number two. Mayfield trying to close ground. Earnhardt a little bit loose coming off the corner that time. Mayfield losing a car length in the short straightaway. Earnhardt now pulling away into turn number three. Checking the race for third. Jarrett has the spot. Ricky Rudd on his back bumper waiting for Jarrett to make a slip so Rudd can slide by. I think those two right now just say hey let's run nose to tail and see if we can get up there and maybe get a chance to win this thing ourselves as they walk, work across the line with just seven laps to go. Earnhardt still leads by three car lengths as they go back to turn number one. Jeremy Mayfield 
Might put a move on him. Joe, I think if he gets up there, we're going to see some contact between these two. I would say the fireworks will begin. Here they come back into turn number one. Mayfield falls back again. Maybe three car lengths off the rear deck of Dale Earnhardt, knowing that there's plenty of laps to go, maybe saving until it really becomes important. Earnhardt trying to cancel the fireworks celebration by pulling away down the stretch. He's turned that one car length lead into three now as once again he slides it wide off turn number two. Hard to tell if Mayfield is faking or laying back intentionally or if he is, has all he has on the table. Back into three. Earnhardt at the bottom. Got about a half a car length and a half, but a car length or two off Mayfield as they work off turn three. All of the fans here at Pocono today are on their feet watching this final lap shootout between Earnhardt and Mayfield. And I will say a huge crowd here today, a significant number turned back out after the rainout of yesterday. Six laps to go, Earnhardt gaining a little bit on Mayfield. Steeman back into turn number one as they enter the corner. Mayfield tightens it up yet again. Now two car lengths to separation. Off turn number one, again, Earnhardt pours on the steam, pulls away, making a three-car length margin once more. That second group of automobiles, that second draft, third and fourth, Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd have done nothing but run nose to tail, try to catch up with the leaders, but it is not working as Earnhardt and Mayfield set the blistering pace at the front. And they pull away from that Jarrett-Rudd battle. They've got about four or five car lengths now over the cars running third and fourth. Back to the corner. Mayfield closes in this time. He's got about a half a car length to make up, but Mayfield makes progress this time in turn three. It's going to be awfully hard for Jeremy to put enough pressure on the seven-time Winston Cup champion Dale Earnhardt to make him make a mistake. He does not make too many mistakes, although this is a racetrack. You can let that car get away from you very easy. Dale Earnhardt knows how to get around here as they go back to turn one. Solidly plants it down on the bottom lane of the racetrack. Back in turn number one. But the car slips a bit for Earnhardt this time. Mayfield not close enough to take advantage. And Earnhardt regains that distance as he hits the back straightaway. A tall order for Jeremy Mayfield down the stretch trying to intimidate the intimidator into making a late mistake. He is right on his back bumper. He's closed it up to less than a car length. Earnhardt and Mayfield off two. So far, no mistakes out of Earnhardt. No mistakes out of Mayfield. Both drivers, nose to tail, coming back to turn three. They pull away even more over Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. This time by Mayfield glued right at the bottom of the racetrack. But then again, so is Earnhardt as they race off turn three. Four laps to go. As they come to the start-finish line this time, Rusty Wallace has made his way back up to the ninth position after the four-tire stop when everybody else got two. But it looks like it's going to be a two-car shootout to settle this one. They head for turn one. Mayfield may be waiting for something. Last lap here in the exit at turn number one. Earnhardt's car got a little wobble up off the corner. Mayfield may be sniffing it out and seeing maybe if it'll happen again. Solid as a rock this time as Earnhardt hangs on off turn one. Dale Earnhardt down the back straightaway with Mayfield right in his tire tracks, playing me and my shadow as they head for turn number two. It's Earnhardt by a car length. Mayfield running second, then a longer gap back to Jarrett and Rudd. Waiting to see if Mayfield can shut down the distance. He cannot do it this time on the short straightaway headed to three. Matter of fact, he loses a little ground off of turn number two. It was about two car lengths between the top two. It'll stay that way this time in three. Time going to become the thing right now that will win or lose this race for the drivers are running second, third, and fourth. Just three laps to go for Dale Earnhardt as he crosses the line. 
the interval between himself and the second place car of Mayfield, just about three car lengths as they go back to turn number two. Might be a scramble back there for third place. That's where Ricky Rudd still stays with Dale Jarrett. This going on a second behind the race for the lead. Rudd going up the banking, looking to the outside. No chance to make the move there. Meanwhile, Earnhardt extends his lead by another car length over Mayfield. It is now three, maybe four car lengths on the back straightaway as Dale Earnhardt flexing some muscle in the final laps, trying to pull away and put this one in his pocket. Through turn two, it's Earnhardt by four now over Mayfield. If Mayfield has anything left in his pocket, it's time to show it as they race to turn three. Earnhardt opening up the gap even more. Two and a half car lengths, the advantage for Earnhardt. Mayfield in second. Still a good race for third between Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. Just five miles left in this Pocono 500 as Dale Earnhardt comes to the start-finish line. Two laps to go. He moves a little to the inside, a little to the outside, not drastically, trying to just uh, keep Jeremy Mayfield guessing about what he's doing as he heads for turn one. And Mayfield's got to be wondering, what in the world can I do here in the closing couple of laps to try to get by Dale Earnhardt? He sneaks in. He's got the power. He can close it and will, but once he gets there, what can he do with it? For now, three car links is where he sits behind Dale Earnhardt. Jeremy Mayfield, if he doesn't have a plan, he better make one up in a hurry. Time running short and Earnhardt showing no signs of letting up right on the bottom of the racetrack it is Earnhardt four car lengths up over Mayfield heading for three it is time to put the cards on the table for Jeremy Mayfield if he has anything left for Earnhardt it is time to show it now here they come back to the corner Earnhardt bobbles just a bit coming into the turn that doesn't affect him though he's still got about a car length and a half lead on Mayfield tell you what Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd have almost run down the front two as they come down to the line white flag goes in the air for Dale Earnhardt can he hold off Jeremy Mayfield. One more circuit around the speedway. They go back to turn one. Earnhardt maintains two, maybe three car lengths over Mayfield as they come into turn one for the final time. Mayfield shadowing Earnhardt's moves up off the corner. Earnhardt solid off turn number one onto the long pond stretch. Meanwhile for third, Ricky Rudd takes a look underneath Dale Jarrett. Final time to the back straightaway. Earnhardt diving low, just snaking it back and forth down the back straightaway, keeping Jeremy Mayfield at arm's length. In at turn number two, the gap is down to two. Mayfield trying to close and make the late run. This is the final shot that Mayfield has. He closes in on Earnhardt. Earnhardt breaks the draft down at the bottom. Here comes Mayfield. He closes in on Earnhardt. He is on the back bumper. Almost gives him a nudge. Earnhardt slides up the track. Here comes Mayfield for the lead as Earnhardt almost hits the wall in three. Mayfield will come underneath Earnhardt off the final quarter. His hand is out the window at the checkered flag. Jeremy Mayfield is going to win the Pocono 500. He came up to Dale Earnhardt's back bumper in the final corner, looked like a little bump and run, shot Earnhardt up out of the bottom lane, and Mayfield is going to go to victory lane with his second win of the season. Dale Jarrett will finish second, Ricky Rudd third, Dale Earnhardt will come across the line in fourth, and Mark Martin fifth, Tony Stewart will finish in sixth position. Let's go back to Mike Bagley for a recap of the final pass in the final corner. My, oh my, coming into turn number three, Mayfield got a great run that actually started off of turn number two, but coming into three, Earnhardt bobbled just a touch, Mayfield was in the gas, hammer down on the inside lane, looked like gave Earnhardt just a bit of a touch, enough to get him loose, Earnhardt slid all all the way up the racetrack. Mayfield's car glued at the bottom, bypassed Earnhardt, and a tip of the cap to the Intimidator. He almost collected the concrete in turn number three, but kept it out of the fence, and Mayfield went on to take the checkered flag. Wow, Jeremy Mayfield is gonna be going to victory lane, and we can hardly wait to hear how this unfolded in his own mind, I guess. This will be very interesting. A bump and run in the last corner gets the win for Jeremy Mayfield post-race coverage when we come back to Pocono. 
NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Here at Pocono Raceway, Jeremy Mayfield is turning into victory lane after passing Dale Earnhardt in the last corner of the race. A little bump and run to get the win. Earnhardt falls to fourth at the checkered flag. Let's go to the garage and Marty Snyder. Well, Dale, first of all, did Jeremy hit you? Did Jeremy hit you? I don't know what it looked like on TV. Did, did, did you lose the air on your spoiler? Took the air off something. I hadn't done that before with any cars behind me. Good did, race, though. Did you thought you had the race won? Well, you don't never have a win to the checkered flag falls. All right, Dale Earnhardt, obviously a little bit upset, but uh, nonetheless, uh, congratulating Jeremy Mayfield on his win. Dale Earnhardt's been in on both situations in that type finish many, many times over his career. He doesn't have anything to hang his head about here this afternoon. He gave, it a, gave the fans and us and everybody else uh, quite a thrill. Let's see if we can get a word from some of the other top five finishers. I belong with second place finisher Dale Jarrett. Now, Dale Earnhardt was a little upset, but I think Dale Jarrett's probably pretty happy. Yeah, rather quiet all day, but you came across the line in the second spot, I guess, if I got my, yeah, the notes right here, second spot. Yeah, I tell you, uh, credit goes to Todd Parrott and, and this pit crew. They did a great job. Uh, we didn't have uh, a car that uh, we could get up front with at the beginning, but we kept working and kept working and finally got it better. And uh, last set, uh, we just put on two, and it was a little bit tight. If I could have taken a little bite out with that, I might have got with him. But uh, congratulations to Jeremy. Uh, they had a great race up there, and uh, looked like we gained a few points today, finally. Yeah, you did. Dale Jarrett finished the second here this afternoon. Ricky Rudd came back from well deep in the pack fairly late in the race to get a third-place finish out of the day. Ricky had to make a, an extended pit stop at lap 132 after coming into contact with Kenny Irwin's car while running in second spot. He fell to 26th. He recovers all the way to the third position. Gary's with him. Well, Ricky, we talked at the head of the program. You were starting third. You finished third. Great run. A little excitement in the middle. First, you bent up the nose on the thing. That took you a long time on pit road, and uh, then you had a problem later on, but nonetheless, a great run for you. Yeah, it really was. a shame I had a really good race car and lapping some cars, and uh, they decided to wreck, and they, I don't mind them wrecking. I hate to see anybody wreck, but, man, I didn't want to see them wreck in front of me, and it knocked the nose all in, and uh, we never were quite the same, but we gave up a lot of track position, battled back to finish third. These guys did a good job to get us back up front. They did a good job. You did a good job. Congratulations on another great run. Yeah, thank you. Ricky Rudd finishes in the number third spot here this afternoon. And let's see if we can catch up with Mark Martin. Get a word from him now as uh, our pit reporters begin to, uh, the drivers got to scattered all over the place here, and they're trying to catch up with some of them. So we'll hear from hopefully Mark Martin, the fifth-place finisher, in just a moment or so. Jeremy Mayfield celebrating in victory lane what would be his third Winston Cup win, second of the 2000 season, and second here at Pocono Raceway. Of course, he was the winner of this race a couple of years ago in 1998. In fact, let's go there now to Jim Phillips. Okay, we got a happy Jeremy Mayfield getting... Congratulations to his crew chief and Michael Cranifus and the Gatorade's beginning to fly. Let's get a good bath. All right, Jeremy, you, since you drowned me, congratulations <laughs> on a heck of a win. Man, I tell you what, these guys uh, worked hard and uh, we did a little air pressure adjustment, you know, last couple of runs and made a big difference in the car. But, man, I tell you, it was, it was tough today. Everybody was competitive, Rusty run good, uh, Earnhardt run awesome. And uh, just can't say enough about this team, man. This team has fought back. The engines are great. team's great. I couldn't ask for any better. And, Man, uh, Mobile One, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're the best. Okay, the pass for the win. Was it the bump and run? No, I just, uh, he slowed up in the tone turn. I got a run on him. I, I didn't have anything for him, you know. That's all I had. And uh, when he backed in, go, backed off going into three, I was like, you know, I got to get up there and race. You know, that's what it's all about. And uh, I haven't forgot about the ten times he's got me. So, 
you know, I just want to rattle his cage a little bit, and that's it. How about, uh, with, say, about three laps to go, did you think you could get by him? I didn't think so, you know, but I had to back up and get a run, you know. Right up on him, I was tight, and so the only way I can get him is back up and, you know, get a, get, get a good strong run off of one of the corners at him, and uh, we did that and kept our momentum up, and that was it. Tell me about the call for two tires on the end. Was that your decision or, or a decision by you and Peter both? Well, we, we was going to put four on, you know, and uh, I looked back and I said, man, I know why those guys wore and everybody's going to come in and put two on. Then, then we was going to finish about seventh race, something like that. I said, man, we're here to win, and that's what we got to do. So let's put two on and let's go for it. And uh, that's ended up, that's what everybody did. So, man, there again, this Mobile One team's awesome, and uh, I want to thank everybody. Thank you. Well, he's beginning to like these two-and-a-half-mile racetracks. That's Jeremy Mayfield as he wins at Pocono. Heck of a finish. Yeah, it absolutely was. A very entertaining day all day long with Mayfield winning over Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, Dale Earnhardt, and Mark Martin passing Earnhardt off the final corner for the victory. We'll come back with a full re race recap and hopefully a word from the fifth-place finisher, Mark Martin, in a moment. Back at Pocono, let's go down to the garage and Marty Snyder. And Mark Martin finished fifth, and for a while it looked fairly dismal. You were running back around 22nd, 23rd, and then the car was a lot better there at the end, Mark. Yeah, we got the Valvoline Cummins... Uh Taurus hooked up there at the end and uh, was actually competitive. I was real proud to uh, get back in the top five and finally finish a race and not break anything. And uh, it's a good run for us, a good day, and we'll start from there and start working on getting more competitive, maybe get them in California. Five races outside of the top ten before this. You said it had to come to an end this weekend. Is the team finally going in the right direction? Well, you know, we can't help it if we have uh, flat tires and broken parts, you know. But we need to step it up a little bit right now, too. So uh, you put those two things together, and, and uh, you know, we've been a little bit behind. But uh, we've had a stretch of bad luck, and there's nothing we can do about that part. Well, this first top ten in the last five races, Mark Martin comes home fifth. Not a bad run for Mark here today. He had to come play catch-up from the early part of the event, but he does come home with a top five finish, and that's not too shabby at all. Why don't we take a look at the final results now from today's Pocono 500. Jeremy Mayfield is the winner, his second here at Pocono Raceway. Dale Jarrett finished second. Ricky Rudd ran third. Dale Earnhardt was fourth. Fifth goes to Mark Martin. Tony Stewart finished sixth. Give seventh to Jeff Burton. Eighth to Jeff Gordon. Ninth to Mike Skinner. Rusty Wallace finished tenth. It was Robert Presley, eleventh. Terry Labonte was twelfth. Thirteenth to Bobby Labonte. Matt Kenseth was 14th, 15th was Steve Park, Elliott Sadler 16th, Chad Little ran 17th, Ken Schrader was 18th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished 19th, Jerry Nadeau was 20th, 21st will go to John Andretti, 22nd is Sterling Marlin, 23rd to Kenny Wallace, Jeffrey Bodine was 24th, Kenny Irwin 25th, Kevin LePage ran 26th, Ward Burton 27th, Ed Barrier 28th, Dave Marcus was 29th, Dave Blaney was 30th, 31st to Scott Pruitt, Brett Bodine finished 32nd, Mike Bliss 33rd, Johnny Benson 34th, Rick Mass 35th, Jimmy Spencer 36th, 37th to Stacy Compton, 38th position to Bill Elliott, Wally Dollenbach 39th, Bobby Hamilton 40th, 41st to Kyle Petty, 42nd to Joe Nemechek, and Michael Waltrip 43rd. The time of the race was 3 hours, 35 minutes, and 38 seconds. That is close, but not quite a speed record for 500 miles here at Pocono. We had five cautions for 28 laps, 23 lead changes among 11 different drivers, and 10 of the 43 starters failed to finish, all but one of them for engine failures. A very uh, stiff attrition rate here at the Pocono 500 today. Unofficially, Dale 
Dale Earnhardt closes from 98 to 77 points on Bobby Labonte in the Winston Cup Championship standings. We'll see the official numbers from NASCAR tomorrow morning. Time for Barney and I to pick the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. $500 to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries in the name of the driver with the best break today. And we've decided on Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, Dale came in, uh, made an unscheduled pit stop, and was about to go a lap down and got a caution flag that kept him on the lead lap. And he got another break somewhere during the race. I can't remember what it was, but uh, salvaged a decent finish and almost pulled off a win. And probably a good break or actually just a lot of skill that he didn't crash yeah. in that final quarter as well. So Ray Bestis will send $500 to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries in the name of Dale Earnhardt as the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award winner today. Pretty, uh, pretty exciting event. Yeah, considering we had a, you know, you always have maybe a, one segment in there between pit stops where the guys just kind of get out there and ride and kind of check their cars out real good. But for the most part, from start to finish, we had quite a bit of racing going on from the front to the back. And so the Pocono 500 won by Jeremy Mayfield in most exciting fashion. And now the Winston Cup troops quickly head home to their Charlotte area bases because tomorrow the transporters have to leave for the West Coast. It is the road course at Sears Point next weekend for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series with Bud Pole qualifying beginning on Friday. Also next weekend, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck and NASCAR Bush Series go road racing at Watkins Glen International. That's where Motor Racing Network will be. Saturday at 1.15 Eastern Time, the Bully Hill Vineyards 150 and Sunday at 11.45 Eastern Time, the Lysol 200. That next weekend's action here on MRN Radio. Then in two weeks, it's down to Daytona for the Pepsi 400 on Saturday the 1st of July and also the Milwaukee Mile on the 1st and 2nd for the Truck and Bush Series races. Ticket offices at those speedways open right now. Want to thank Linda Cressman for the scoring and stat help here in Pocono this weekend. Our production assistants were Paul Horvath and Charlie Cressman. Our spotters were Joe Batley, Tom Farina, and Bruce Berger. Don't forget, Joe Moore has the latest racing news on NASCAR Today weekday afternoons. Talk with the stars of NASCAR Tuesday at 7 Eastern on NASCAR Live with Eli Gold. And NASCAR drivers comment on issues of the day weekdays on the world of racing on these MRN stations. Joe Moore, Dave Moody, and Mike Bagley covered the action in the corners today. It was Jim Phillips, Marty Snyder, and Gary Montgomery in the pit and garage areas. Now for Barney Hall, this is Alan Bestwick bidding you good afternoon from Pocono Raceway, where Jeremy Mayfield has won the Pocono 500. MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Pocono Raceway. Sponsored by 76 Products, the makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. You either have it in you or you don't. Gatorade, is it in you? By the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By McDonald's. Check out the speed and accuracy of NASCAR's official drive-thru. By the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you... Fresh beer tastes better by Purilator Oil Filters. Next time, put on a pure one from Purilator. Better remember it by the Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's blooming favorite. Two-way communication by Racing Radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios by Monte Carlo. The cars more champions depend on. Chevy will be there. And by Motel 6, now renovated nationwide and still the best price of any national chain. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt. National sales manager Steve Harrison. Affiliate relations Cheryl Marzello and Chris Simeon. Director of production Fred Armstrong. Director of operations T.G. Aylstock. 
Chief Engineer Harry Howard, Broadcast Engineer Larry Sweeney. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.